time to go. Whenever you want to start, let's do you it. You are the man. All right. With a plan. Let's put the needle on the record. Everybody, welcome to. I just made a noise. What would you do? You made a noise. Went, you went, made a nonsense noise. You said you said put the needle on the record, and so I went. All right, and the drum beat goes like this. <laughs> that is exactly what my heart sounds like. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it feels like you're mocking my heart. <laughs> I am. I'm mocking your heart. Yeah, that's an very, atta- that is an attack on my you, heart. You apparently have two leaking valves, judging from the sound. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for letting you me better, know that. Everyone, go get your hearts checked out and, and stuff. Check. It's go very important a, nowadays. Go see a cardiologist right away. Yes, please do. Have uh, you ever had to sleep wearing like the harness thing? Like that? I've had to uh, I've had to wear a recorder for a day. By yeah. the way, let me just say oh, what episode sorry, this is before we do this. Uh, it's episode three twenty eight. Unluckiest episode. You probably all right. Well, <laughs> I guess it should be unlucky because apparently something horrible has gone wrong with our hearts. <laughs> uh, why is it unlucky? Why is three hundred twenty eight unlucky? It adds up to thirteen. Oh, very good. All right. So was our 13th episode an unlucky episode as well? It was so unlucky. I don't think you remember how unlucky that episode was. Let's go back and take a listen to it. I've been attacked by a seagull. Let's get into the office. Get it away. Get it away. Get it away. Oh, and remember that the previous episode, I made you those French fry pants. That was that was the issue. Yeah, that does it all and does kind of scan. We won't go back because this the shrieking of the scalding from how hot they were. Yeah, yeah. You should have waited till they were out of the fryer to put <laughs> them on, but you liked them so I was much. So excited! So excited! Yeah, absolutely. The hamburger shirt and the and the French fry pants. Okay, back to uh, go see your cardiologist. Uh, there, get them to listen to your heart. It's, it's a good thing to do. But yeah, I once had the. Uh, so you oh sorry yeah at least uh, uh, you still wear that too. yeah you wear wear it for a day mm-hmm. and. What have you? And uh, and I ran into a fellow who's a local actor who okay. uh, used to be in a sketch group of ours, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Lewis. Oh Mark yeah, Lewis. yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, I was like trying to catch up a little bit, uh, but I was wearing this weird uh, cyborg fucking thing on my chest, yeah. and I felt like a weirdo, real weirdo. What you should have done is is pretended like had had fake. Um, so one second, I just have to answer this phone, but you should have had fake headphones. Mm, I should please and answer plugged your phone. into the uh, and plugged into who I thought was a Walkman. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm just going to Dave's be right answering back. the phone, but it is related to the show. Hey, sweetie. Do you have that note there? Okay. Be interesting to see if Dave leaves this part in or if he has respect for I, our listeners I might, and cuts I might it out. Okay, well, I'm kind of hoping he cuts it out. Oh, you can send me a picture. Sure, go ahead. It would, it would, oh, all right. So um, Dave is being. I think there's stuff on both sides. So send pictures send right pictures, now. Be, Here he goes. That'd be cool. All right. This, this is related Thanks, to the show, folks. We'll talk to you later. Some people Bye. try to front load the show with exciting things, Bye. and other people just take Oop. phone calls. And now he has <laughs> dropped his phone into a mug of uh, <laughs> hot water <laughs> that he's going, I wish it was hot chocolate, but I can't drink hot chocolate because I'm still doing Lent. Not a fan of hot chocolate. You're not a hot beverage fan. I'm not a hot beverage fan. A guy. lot of uh, friends of mine uh, have a thing like that. Like my friend Roger uh, does not like carbonated anything. Mm. You do not like hot things. These are all. Things. Uh, I mean, I'll drink hot chocolate if it's if it's on the table, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't seek it out because you don't like a, a hot beverage. It's not. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, it's a very soothing. I, I like things cold. Is the thing. <laughs> all right. I like revenge. I like my revenge <laughs> and my women and my ice water cold. So a revenge plan involving <laughs> that a woman is having about you that involves ice cold water. <laughs> that would be right. I think you know I that would have been lovely. 
No, you know what? I was going to say that would have been lovely when he had the hot french fry pants, but that would have been terrible because he would have poured like cold water yeah. into a hot fryer. Sure. We would have had hot fat all over the place. What it really would have worked would, during the ice bucket challenge. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when they should have uh, struck because they could have been getting revenge and also working for charity. Completely. You know, yeah. And apparently multi- that, did, that did very well, the ALS uh, ice bucket challenge. So good on all the people that went, what's a big deal? Eh, it was kind of a big deal. They made kind some, of big deal. They kind of sh- made some good money and they uh, made some advances apparently. Yeah, so yeah, good yeah. on people yeah. for doing that. And when people go, what's the big deal? Eh, shut up. That's what they say about that. Um, <laughs> did you do it? Did you do the ice bucket challenge? I did do it. I did it with my uh, – uh, had a little thing of my uh, cat, Charlie, and I was mm. like on the on the balcony. And yeah. uh, we were uh, – somehow it tied into uh, to cats who look like Hitler. And I was pretending that we were raising money for all these cats that couldn't be adopted because oh, okay. they look like Hitler. Okay. Little Hitlers. Yeah. Uh, and then I said, no, it's a, the ice bucket challenge. And I did it because my uh, nephew and my niece uh, challenged me to it. So I had oh, to Oh, you it. had to do it then. Yeah. yeah it, right. was, it was fine and fun. Speaking yeah. of, just really quickly, uh, speaking of my cat, uh, Charlie, who, uh, you know, uh, is the loose uh, basis of Charlie the Cat in our book, uh, Sparks. Did I mention Sparks? Hey, listen, Dave and I have a book out, along with Nina Matsumoto, uh, in stores now. Uh, it's a book about t- two cats that uh, dress up in a mechanical dog suit and save the world. Anyway. Sorry, uh, what, what book is this? It's called Sparks. I've never heard of it. Oh, I'll get you a comp. Thanks. All right. I'll just get you a comp of the we we have a comp of the first chapter. I'll give you that one. Oh, you should well. pay for the whole book. <laughs> okay. Listen, always be closing. That's what I that's uh, I've heard. Uh, always be closing the book. <clears throat> I say that's more a badge. <laughs> so, uh, as you know, if you if you listen to the show last year about this everyone's going to wonder what a badge means now. All right, why don't you tell me what a badge is? You didn't ask me. Oh, you asked me now. Sorry. Uh, always be a jerk. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That was kind of a jerky thing to interrupt my story with. Well, well done. <laughs> Uh, this time, this time last year, uh, I was a bit of a weepy mess cause my, uh, cause, cause Charlie was kind of in the last stages of, uh, his cancer mm-hmm. and, uh, something that we were doing, uh, with him was taking him for walks cause yes. he would just really pep up and we'd take him to the park. And so, uh, his favorite place to go was, uh, Queen Elizabeth Park. He'd love going to Queen Elizabeth nice park. park and he'd walk us up this enormous hill and we'd just be winded and like, <gasps> and like, uh, who's sick? Not you. Uh, and you take us up to this uh, bench, and that's usually where there's some dogs, and we'd have to pick them up and hold them because okay. keep away from the dogs. So anyway, this bench was kind of his uh, special special Because he'd spot. beat up the dogs. Oh, he would just take them on yeah. like nobody's, nobody's business. So I uh, haven't been to the park uh, since then, really. It's always mm. been kind of like, should I? I don't know. It feels weird. It was kind of my special place with him. But today was like a really beautiful day, and it's about the one-year anniversary almost. Okay. Like he passed away on the first day of spring. Mm. Uh, we all, he was supposed to, he was supposed to, uh, like we got the bad news just around fall and he was supposed to last maybe like, maybe it could have been three weeks, but he lasted till, till spring. He'd made a lot of nice little recoveries in, in between. Um, so, so yeah, today looked like a really beautiful day. So I walked from uh, my place to Queen Elizabeth Park and what I did was I, 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 I went, I went in and I, I went to our bench and I just left a copy of the Sparks book there. Because oh. it's got like a little tribute to him in there, and it just felt like a nice little thing to do. Wow! And uh, and it was really, it just felt nice. And then as I was leaving, a mom and her daughter were walking by, and I think they saw the book, and so I think they got the book. So that was uh, that was pleasant. <laughs> so I I put that on Instagram, and uh, and then Pia put it on uh, Twitter because I told her about it, and she was like a little weepy about it, and I told her about it, and she put it on Twitter, and then she got a lot more hits than I did. So fuck. Man. <laughs> Tell a nice tender story. <laughs> well, my wife is more popular than me, so mm. that's the way that's going to go down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Well, I see the takeaway from the story. The takeaway is uh, don't litter. 
because I, uh, I had a $50 <laughs> fine after. Don't leave this junk here is what I was told. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. It was nice, though, oh. when I was there because I really, you really did feel him there when you were there. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'll, you go into that sense memory thing. Sure. And it's about the same time of year. And it's just like you really get the smells and you see all the ducks. And like, oh, yeah, the ducks really hated him because he was a cat. And they're like, oh, uh, and they all leave. <laughs> but, yeah, it was really, really sweet. Actually, the nice thing, too, was before I could get on that bench, yes. uh, two different people took over that bench so i had to sit on a separate bench looking like a creep watching them watching Watch, them next. watching them like oh, what are you doing uh but in both cases it was people with their dogs and they uh, were like they clearly really loved their dogs they were really hugging their dogs and it was really mm. nice and i was like oh this is just a good bench for for sitting with your pet and just yeah it was, it was very very pleasant nice nice huzzah good for you Talu tele i say <laughs> so um your takeaway was what were you saying were you asking that what the takeaway was no, I think we got it. We got the takeaway? Yeah. Oh, good. Man, I could go for some takeaway. Some nice... Uh, what? Like a pad thai. Uh, that'd be mm, nice. Pad, you really would you could go for a pad thai right now? I could go for a nice pad thai. Really? Uh, yeah. Mm. They have a good uh, place across the street, the Noodle noodle House. Oh, yeah. They do a really good uh, pad thai. Oh, Are man. you not a pad thai man? You know what? I don't think I've ever had pad thai. I've, I oh, because you had a very strong facial opinion about it. No, it was more the idea of like... Because you've often called Thai food the sort of Swiss, the Switzerland of food. You know so, what? It's not really Thai food, though. Pad Thai, and again, oh, hey, look who learned a fact this week and acts like he knows it all. Uh, I was <laughs> oh, watching okay. like a food fact thing, and, and, huh? and basically pa- Pad Thai yep. uh, is Thai-style noodles, but there's nothing really Thai about them. Hmm. You know, uh, none of the flavors are, are really Thai in any way. So when okay. you go and have Thai food, that's it's kind of a different situation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, when I go to Thai restaurants, I don't usually get the Pad Thai. I think maybe because I have some sense in my mind that it's like a cliche. To get it's a bit the thai. yeah, you're right. I I always say like pad. Uh, sorry, Thai food is kind of the compromise when you've got people who don't want something that's too exotic, but you don't want to just go for burgers. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's go to a Thai restaurant. And there's yeah. always something they can have. And they can have, have the ve- peanut butter yeah. chicken. And, and if you have vegetarians be- in the group, there's something for and them. Something and, for them. And you yeah. got the gluten free, and there's something for them, and it's all fine. But the most compromise of the compromise in in the restaurant is the pad Thai because mm. there's always something in that that uh, that they can get. Unless, of course, they have allergies, in which case it's a fucking nightmare because it's both peanuts and shrimp. So you're going to die. You know, so that that will kill somebody if they have any of that problem. Yeah. It's weird that peanut allergy is very common, of course, here in North America. Mm -hmm. And so it's like no nuts. But it's. Though peanuts are not a nut. Yeah, peanuts are a legume. So you're like, well, why are we banning nuts? We should just be banning banning legumes. So you can't have chickpeas, can't have snap peas, Mm -hmm. can't have the kids eating clover. You know, alfalfa. Well, I've heard a, a kid will eat ivy too. Well, dozel, dozy dozy <laughs> I think is what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. The dote, the dote's allergies in North America are also huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? Anyway, said, why are dozy dotes? That's a weird... Uh, it's, it's from the old uh, Harvey comic, Little Dote. Little Dote. It must have been... And she wh- would always eat dotes? I think when the songwriter wrote that song, he had a cold. <laughs> the person just taking out a dictation was like, "Dotes, okay." Yeah, when I hear when I hear that uh, that song, all I can think about is Twin Peaks. That's the yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the world's longest scene. Like, let's just keep the cameras running. I wonder if the actors were like, I guess <laughs> it was the world's longest scene until the the re- redo, and then I think there were some longer scenes yeah, than that. Yeah, but I just mean like, because I think the actors are like started doing that, assuming that Lynch would just go cut. <laughs> And then they just have to keep going with it. You never assume that Lynch will yeah. go cut. And they just kept never having to go and go and go. That. And they're just like, oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. is a long scene. 
Don't know what to do now. Gonna pretend to tap dance, I guess. Fill some time. Do, do, do. What I'm doing. This scene is still going on. Oh, man. Maybe I'll do some dancing now. Some crazy worm dancing. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like this feels like they didn't really have much direction and just kind of ran with it. Yeah, so it's fun. It's just it's weird, which I guess what's supposed to be kind of offsetting, offputting. Uh, I'm gonna not offsetting, offputting. Offsetting is not a sure a term that you use in that that setting. I'm gonna uh, loosely <laughs> now that we're talking about pop culture. Let me just get this out of the way. What talking it, pop culture? Uh, I'm gonna recommend a movie that you're not gonna see, uh, but you might see on TV at some point in the future. Okay, it's uh, called Meditation Park. It's Mina Shang. Uh, it's the director. She's okay, uh, most well known for uh, the Sandra O oh movie Double Happiness, probably also Drive. She said, mm. uh, and uh, this is a film about a woman who, as an older woman, finds out her husband's uh, a cheating on her, oh. and uh, she's a, an Asian woman, and she's never really kind of left the house. Really, she's she, her, her whole life has been taking care of her husband, and then she kind of finds out what's going on uh, in things around Vancouver, and including, and this was kind of neat. Mm. Uh, she befriends some women. Who uh, you know when you go to the P and E yep. and you have those women who are holding the signs going uh, parking twenty dollars? Yeah, you get into what their story is. Cool. And she's friends with them, and it's like this is really neat. Let's mm. find out what what their deal is, and yeah. then there's a little well, tie in with like uh, you know where she's doing some uh, binner stuff, but it's like for a different reason than you think she is, and it's like oh what's up with that? Oh, it was like all this like little side things of Vancouver that were interesting. Oh, cool. To the point where. You almost wanted to go. Forget the plot. Forget the plot. Let's just let's just go on the characters. The characters are so neat. Mm. They're like let's just let's just find out what the deal is with these guys. And there wasn't enough of that in it for me, but still, I enjoyed the the film quite a bit. Okay. And Don uh, Don McKellar is in it, of course, as a character who is. Uh, I'm I'm not a hundred percent that this was a good uh, call on this character. It's one of those characters that's like a little bit too Canadian filmy and just there to do this thing, and it's. It does what it does, and it does it well. But it was like mm, this seems like this this is a little cheap, it's a little mm. cheap. Okay. Uh, and Sandra O's oh there, just like doing good acting. Uh huh. And the woman who is the lead, I forget her name, but she was also in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and she was in a movie in the sixties. Uh, she's apparently like this amazing uh, uh sword uh person, sword sword uh, movie in the sixties. Yeah, swordsmith. So, so she's an say, older woman now. Yeah. I was gonna say Michelle Yeoh. No, 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 no. No, no uh, I would have said Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, and yeah. Michelle Yeoh would be too uh, too young to have been starring in a yeah, movie. Yeah, well, in the, also she's at Enterprise right now. So in, there, you, there you are. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was like in uh, these uh, these Chinese movies with she's a sword fighter. Oh, and there was like apparently this one in the sixties, and I forget the name of it. I think it's called something about dancing. Come, shall we dance or come dance? But it's about. You know, it's sword fighting. It's uh, it's a martial arts type film to the point where yeah. when they did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, she was a character in it. I see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she just plays like, you know, a person who's living in Vancouver, dealing with some stuff. And mm. uh, and man, she's really watchable. You just watch the whole movie and just, you really, really like her. Yeah, it's cool. So uh, watch it on TV when it comes out. Or if you get a chance to watch it in a movie theater, uh, go see it on a matinee or something. Huh. And tell me if you think Don McKellar is a I don't know about that character. I don't much. I don't know. He does a good job with it. I just it's, well, it's one of those characters I see in a I Canadian movie where someone comes out and you're like, yeah. You just said you just said something important though. I think I feel like many of our listeners have no idea what a Canadian movie is. What uh, it it's looks weird like sex and snowshoes. What <laughs> according to according to the book on the subject by Catherine Monk. That's right. Uh, weird sex and snowshoes. Okay. And this book does not. But this still, movie does not have weird sex. I don't. And it does not have snowshoes. But it's still a very Canadian movie. I guess. I guess. What? Weird you, sex. I guess. Th- it, there's no. There's no sex on this. But I don't movie. know about snowshoes. 
Do you think there's snowshoes in this movie that I missed? No, I'm just saying I don't know about Canadian movies featuring snowshoes all that heavily. I can't think of that many. Oh, okay. Like kind of s- seminal Canadian films that have snowshoes in them. It's when I read that book, which I did like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was writing a movie at the time that had both weird sex and snowshoes in it. Okay. So I went, man, I think I, I think I've nailed it. I think I got it. Yeah. Huh. There's movies in the north, and you need some snowshoes. Yeah. So I'll give you that. Sometimes. And there's weird sex. In uh, in a lot of Canadian movies, there's even movies where like, listen, uh, imagine. Here's what I'm going to say to you. I'm going to lay this pipe down. I was watching Ima- an American movie with snowshoes in it the other night, though. So there okay, you go. well, let me ask you if you've seen an American movie that does this. Okay. Now, say you got an American movie, and this American movie stars someone who used to be on MTV, like an MTV VJ of some sort. Let's just say that, okay? Okay. So it's like you know, pick your VJ of choice, whoever you would like. Okay. okay. Now the movie is. I don't know any. Uh, let's say it's probably directed by this VJ. Downtown. Oh, downtown Julie Brown was she? Fantastic! I love this choice. Okay. So, so you open your movie with Downtown Julie Brown, and she's having sex. Oh, but I like she's, this already. But she's having sex. Uh huh. No with a snowshoe. No, Dave. What? I'm not saying acting. Yeah. I'm saying. Oh, okay, I know she what you're is about. having sex. I've seen that movie too. Yes. Fact, have you? And actually, and this is not something that you would yeah. have in America. This, but no. in Canada, yeah. as much as it's like, oh, because you do go like this. You go like, oh, they're really doing that. There, there was, you go. Let me just say, yeah, there was a little blowback from that incident, that movie, for that person that you're talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking there was a scene with a little bit of blowback. And I don't know what that, that act is, actually, yeah. when you call it getting mm-hmm. some blowback. Sure. But I've seen, I've seen other... You can picture it. I've seen other movies that are Canadian movies, and when they've had the sex scene, yeah, it's uh, oh, that's something. And it, and mm. again, we Molly, uh, the, um, the, the Molly Parker. I'm thinking one, but there's one with Babs Chula, uh, okay. and I forget what it is, but it's a guy who you know uh, loves being spanked or something, and then this leads to a whole bunch of trouble that he's going through <laughs> like later on. Okay, uh, but it's actually a very funny movie, and damn if I can remember it. And I'm pretty sure Don McKellar's in that one too, because why the hell wouldn't he be? Yeah, uh, but the, it starts with like a very whoa sex scene that you're like geez all right then here we go it's like they don't waste a sex scene they're going like if we're going to i can't se- sorry okay. just interrupt for one second please i can't think of too many films that people might have seen that are canadian that have don mckeller besides david cronenberg's existence i don't think i don't know how often he features outside of uh well, well he's probably best known for the red violin he like uh he, he at least he wrote that, and I think he was he was he was, was he in, in it. I believe he was in the Red Violin as well. Okay, I've not seen that film. Okay, it was oh. nominated for Infinite Awards and, and and what have you. I still didn't see it. So anyway, go on. Okay, well I was just gonna say I think when Canadians do a sex scene, mm-hmm. we feel weird doing a stock sex scene. Like if you're gonna do if you're gonna do yeah. a scene, spend a lot we, of time indoors. We best make we best make this something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go for it, sure. and uh, and and we do go for it. Yeah, yeah. In a way that makes you go, "Geez, okay," mm-hmm. but still, it's more realistic, and 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 uh, possible. I I say generally better. I would say than uh, you know, top top that American movie sex scenes. Huh. But what it means is, yeah, I get to see people I know naked and occasionally actually having sex, because <laughs> the person we were talking about, yes. once made us a chicken dinner. That's true. That's is there true. anyone else you can think of? That made you a chicken dinner. dinner yeah. Dave, let me let me set up this yep, scenario. Sure. Okay. Dave, they made you a chicken dinner, okay. and you later saw them on film having sex. There's not many people I can think of <laughs> other than that one person. Okay. And that was, yeah, pretty obviously having sex. And that was Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the fried chicken, not the sex scene. Just saying. Yep. Didn't like that bone. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Yep. But to everyone who's making films with weird sex and snowshoes, God bless and keep up the good work. <laughs> I went and saw uh, Game Night, which I think I you have also seen saw. Game Night as well. Yeah, I thought it was actually a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, All was... the way to the credits, which uh, stick around for the credits. Yes, They're very please fun. make sure you stick, stick around for the credits, everyone. Because uh, then you find out what's going further going to happen in uh, Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Forever War. Yeah, I I didn't know. Uh, I I did not see that Infinity Stone coming. No, and then the, the whole thing, the guy going, "Oh, this kidney stone!" Like, uh, <laughs> will he pass oh, it through the whole movie? And then the final scene, you see it just drops and like tick kunk, and it's like, and then uh, Thanos grabs it and goes, "Finally, <laughs> it is complete." Yeah. Then puts it on his glove after washing it thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's glad he did that. Yeah, has some uh, little. A handkerchief and some uh, squirt, uh, squirty uh, antibiotics. So no, it's antibacterial. Yeah, so antibacterial it's Jason thing. Bateman. Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Right. Uh, other guy. That guy who's uh, everything and everything, who was in from the Breaking Bad. He is from that episode of Black Mirror, which is the Star Trek episode. He oh, that guy. Jesse that guy. Plemons. Oh, good call. And then, uh, but also. Guy from New Girl. Is that the kind of dumb guy? Uh, yeah, the guy with the girlfriend who blah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, oh, not the dumb guy. Oh. Other guy. Oh. The guy that we're not saying is the African-American guy because we don't want to say it that way. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, him. Okay. From, uh, New, from New Girl. Oh, I don't know him. Oh, he's but from, I know the, he's I know from the New dumb Girl guy. and he's very okay. funny. Because yeah. the dumb guy yeah. plays a dumb guy in Damsels in Distress, the Whit Stillman film. Ah, very nice. Plays a character who doesn't know his colors because he was never taught them. Now, the person he's with, we're not going to spoil this movie for you, but we're just going to like, yeah. you know, we're going to wander all around the bush here. <laughs> The, the, the actor who he's going out with in this, his date, is she anyone? Cause it really felt, she has it felt done like podcasts. Okay. Cause it feels like That's she's right someone that yeah. almost was a stunt cast that like, if you see her and you know who she is, you go, Oh, yeah. cause she's that's done, how they introduced she's her. She's done things. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what, but I, I know that she's had like kind of rules, but what was interesting about the film to me, written by the guys who wrote Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming. Who was it? Yes. Did a good job. One of the guys used to be on Bones, was uh, the psychiatrist on Bones. Really? And used to be also on Freaks and Geeks. Was one of the geeks. I don't know any of these people. But anyway. You should, You haven't seen Freaks and Geeks? No. This I is tried a damn, to watch it one time. I didn't like this it. This is a damn problem. You should watch it. I didn't like it. I watched Bone one time and I turned it off in disgust. Well, I think you had a problem because it's called Bones. It's not called Bone. When you watch <laughs> a show called Bone, you watch something different. <laughs> that was with Colonel Sanders. Um... No, this was no. What was interesting about this movie? It wasn't the movie itself, which was a very good film, a very good film. But it had it had absolutely no build up for me because every trailer before that movie was absolute fucking garbage. Such such garbage comedy movies. Well, let me ask you: Did I've you never like the seen ten car ads beforehand? Do they? Uh... Oh, I don't don't know. I will play my phone until the oh trailer starts. Oh my gosh, the car ads drive me mental. <laughs> Mental <laughs> to the point where, like, by the seventh one, even if I wanted a car, <laughs> you don't want why car. would I want uh, this seventh car? Yeah, this yeah. is the worst place now to advertise a car. <laughs> and you're showing me that it's about freedom, mm-hmm. but it's not about freedom. Anyway, we can get into that later. Okay, there was a right. there was a trailer for a movie starring everyone I now hate. I hate them so much. Uh, it's called well, they can't call it, like the movie can't have a full name. Okay. Has to have a picture of a rooster blocked. It's called Cock Blocked. Okay. It's about a, a group of parents mm-hmm. who are trying to stop their daughter and her friends from having sex on grad night. Okay. Doesn't that sound hilarious? You it's what, not. You know what I would have called it? Yeah. Dry grad. Oh, it's way better. 
Why did they think of that? You know why? Because they're hacks and it's terrible. Terrible in every way. Eve turned to me and she said, there wasn't one funny thing in that trailer. <laughs> like, if you can't scrape someone funny into your movie for your trailer, what are you doing? Like, and who's, the, who's that movie for? Like, is that movie, theoretically, yeah. for? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, we just, it's grad. Yay! We, yeah. we should rent a movie. We should watch a movie. Uh, why oh, there's a movie for... about grad. Let's watch it because we're youths. Yeah. We're going to enjoy this. Or is sure. it for the parents of those youths? Yeah. Like, who's it for? Who's, 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 who's this movie for? I think it's for parents whose children are no longer... I don't know who it's for, to be honest with you. And you know who it's making mad is the other three movies called Cock Block that now can't get made. Is that right? There's <laughs> other sure, movies? I'm sure. Any phrase. Yeah. Any phrase. You okay. go like, LOL. There's, yeah. I bet there's ten movies mm. that are called LOL that are out there right now. I bet there I bet there are. Like anything that you, that you hear, mansplaining. I bet there's like five movies called mansplaining that are out there floating around. I bet them. None of them any good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's sold <laughs> on the name itself. The next movie. Okay. The next movie in this hilarious... Uh, does it look like... By the way, does it look like you're going to get a lot of nudity in that movie? They did not... They did not... Uh, they did not, you know, make a point of it. Very good. All right. I'm thinking that maybe that's something people... No, because more. they don't have nudity because then it puts makes it restricted. So they have to keep it clean as a whistle. Oh, I can't. It's, all it's going to be full of is, is people pooing for? their pants. Oh, yeah. Throwing up in yeah, something. Yeah, true. Crash in their car. Having sex with pillows instead of someone, someone person and <laughs> having, not realizing it. Having sex with a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> a very graphic scene of sex with a pillow. Very And graphic. it ends with like all the feathers just mm-hmm. shooting up in the air. That's right. That's At least that would be the Canadian version. It would really get hardcore if it was the Canadian version. <laughs> I think the feathers shooting in the air, you have to think of Colonel Sanders film again. I sure am. Um, the next movie, mm-hmm. the next on this, this, uh, top the top least good movies I ever say made. Top Gun Two. Top Gun Two. No, no. This was a film starring an actress that I I both like and despise. Interesting. Melissa McCarthy. All right. I like her in Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Didn't like her in Spy. She's okay. Okay. Spy. They kind of reined her in a little bit. Didn't have like a lot of long scenes where she's, she's hilarious. Good on Saturday Night Live. She does good sketch. She commits to a bit, goes for it, and okay. there. All right. Okay. But she's and not a regular on Saturday Night Live, is she? No, 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 no. She's just one of those. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Kind of like Alex Baldwin. She's one of those. She's one of those. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Here's why I'm laughing, and it's a really terrible thing. Okay. Is like. Uh, Please tell us. It, all right, I'll tell you. It's just like when I think of like they have their roster of regular uh, performers yep. that really fit well in, into the cast. Sure. Uh, and and I'm thinking like those would be people like. Uh, Aziz Ansari. Oh, right. Yeah, that's not too good anymore. Anyway, but, uh, you know, like a Louis C.K. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Well, at least they've always got Alec Baldwin. Wait, let me just check. Let me check the press here real quick. Uh, no, we're still okay with Alec he, Baldwin for some reason. He made all his mistakes when this one didn't matter anymore. I don't anymore. know. We'll didn't see about that. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bet, bet on that horse for a long run, but still, okay. <laughs> um, so her movie, now is this the one, uh, is this the one where she plays herself or is this a different one? No. Okay. Doesn't play herself. That sounds unbearable. <laughs> no, this one is she. That might be a TV show that I'm. Thinking. Are you guys ready for the hilarity I'm about to describe to you? This is gonna. Why don't you tell me the uh, tell me the plot? This is gonna, and I'll try and come up with a terrible name for it. Sure. All right, go ahead. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. Okay, we're done with the plot. Here's the plot. Mum. Mum's the word. Divorced. Mm, okay. Decides she needs to make a new life Splits for herself. Your pants. <laughs> she enrolls. Uh-huh. You ready for this, everybody? Okay. Enrolls in college. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. With yeah. her daughter. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And uh-huh. fucks young guys. Okay. This is the movie we are all ready to guffaw at. Animal House 2. 
<laughs> there you go. Nice, nice title. Oh, it's terrible. Once again, it's another. It's Kappa, another Kappa menopause. Hmm. <laughs> Kappa Kappa menopause. Huh. No. All right. Uh, mom, matriarch, mother house, mother. Oh boy, mom, mama, <laughs> big mama's house network. I have a terrible time. one. I okay. can't say it. It's okay, so terrible. That's probably for the best. No, I'm gonna say it anyway. Okay. But everyone is terrible. Don't hate me for saying All right, this. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't say it. Okay. 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 Here it comes. <laughs> it's so terrible. There we go. Academic menstruation. <laughs> so dumb. Thanks, Sorry, for, thanks for coming to our last episode. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's just it's once again it's a trailer that has nothing good in it. Like there's no. nothing. There's like not. One but you joke. can see how they sold the movie. It's like what's the deal? Uh, the, here's the pitch. It's a mom who uh, is, uh, goes back to college, but she's hanging out with her daughter and embarrasses her all the time. Oh, I don't know <laughs> who who we got for that. Melissa McCarthy. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that'll make its money back. The end. It'll make its money back. Yeah, because well, it's not going to cost a lot. No, I'm going to bet you anything. Mm-hmm. You don't recognize any of the other actors except for Melissa McCarthy. No, you're right. Yeah, I am right. Yeah, because that's how that's how it goes. All the money goes to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are we doing? We're going to college movie. Fuck it. Have we got the set for that? Yes, we do. <laughs> we have nothing but the set for that. Yeah. So that's fine. And what does that get you? Well, that gets you a lot of attractive uh, t- teen. Uh, to early 20s uh, women and it justifies why they're all hanging out together yeah. wearing towels uh, but good uh, and, but uh. wait a second it's also empowering because the older lady uh, she kind of finds herself uh, with the young dudes oh that's fine then that takes the uh, curse off it uh, have at it and uh, we're fine that's what the movie should be called have at it <laughs> <laughs> no, I think take the curse off is a better uh, title mm. I like that it's fine it'll make its money back and there it is and someone will watch it on a plane and it'll be all right. The mm-hmm. end. I don't think it'll be all right. It doesn't matter, though. It's uh, no, like, I know it's it doesn't a, it's matter. It's an inconsequential movie. I know it doesn't matter. But see, the problem is I'm going to see a comedy film. And this is what they're leading in with, these movies. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there. I was, just, I was already not that happy to be going to the film, to be honest with you. I wanted to see Annihilation. Okay. That's my type of movie. I know Things, nothing about the movie. And I'm me sort of neither. keeping it that way me so neither. that I can see it. Yeah. It's directed by Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina, mm-hmm. wrote and directed Ex Machina, wrote Dread, a movie I love. Right. Uh, so what's the deal with the TV show? Are they are they doing it or I not? I have no idea. Every so often I see it, and it's mm. like, we're doing it, and uh, yeah, it's like, we're going to do it. and But it's going to be all about the city. It'll be about the city, and you'll see Judge Dredd every so often, but it's going to be mo- mostly about the city. Yeah, it doesn't sound that great. I don't know. It could be all right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we have... Who knew that Judge Dredd was going to be a good movie? Who knew? Well, Judge Dredd is not a good movie. Dredd is a good movie. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, Judge, yeah, the actual movie Judge Dredd is a not very good movie. But, uh, you know, so I wasn't that keen to be going to game night and from the get-go because it wasn't my actual, wasn't like my, my choice. Second choice. It wasn't even second choice. choice. It wasn't even, I don't even know where it was. You know, there's Red Sparrow. Mm-hmm. It's Annihilation. There's movies you can watch where people are potentially kicking each other. Right. And then there's game night. And so I was kind of like, nah, game night. Nah. So we go in. I'm all, meh. And then we see, and I had, came from work. Right. Came there directly from work. So right. I was a little bit like kind of work wary. And so I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. And then they're playing these trailers. And they said, we're out of popcorn today, sir. Oh, well. And then, yeah, and that's the other thing. I can't have a pop at the movie theater. Like, why even go? Why go to movies if there's no pop in your hand? Just slip away and just ice water. Ice water. You don't pay for the water, right? No, no, you don't. Yeah, you ask for a cup of ice water. No, it's free. Which is pretty good. It's ice water. Yeah. Just saying. And so then, and then yeah, the trailer started. And I was just thinking like, oh, my gosh, what have we? 
What are we walked what into here? What have we become? What are we walked into? Like, this is going to be like Bad Grandpa or, or Baywatch or all these terrible films yeah. that keep coming out that are not funny movies. Then you just, go like, who are they for? Who are they? Well, who they're are for they one for? guy at work who seems to be, that's his idea of a hilarious oh, comedy. Is this some guy you know at work? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And he just loves those movies. I have no idea why. I think he must have, at some point in his life, injured his sense of humor. Okay. Perhaps permanently injured a sense of humor and just is unable to again as i told you i, I tried humor. watching a big chunk of not big chunk i, I got like about 15 minutes in to of, bay Baywatch. oh yeah and it was like when the guy was getting his uh, dick caught in the in the chair and that's like this isn't this isn't your first act uh and they're making a big thing out of it yeah. uh well we're done yeah. we're done movie you clearly yeah. have like completely run out of ideas yeah. and i'm like you know you've got the rock here right do you you know what a waste of the rock this is? This rock, <laughs> the rock could be making yeah. some, making you some money right now. Yeah. Uh, he could f- be jumping off a crane through a window. Oh my god, you fools! Like uh, he could be Jumanjiing for you. <laughs> he could be uh, communicating with a growing ape. Uh, he could be doing so much for you. He could yeah. be Black Adam in in your Shazam movie. Uh, look, just you're wasting. Is the, he? I believe he is. Yeah, oh. for the longest time he was going to be. Yeah, mm. so I don't see why he wouldn't be now. Mm. If you're doing Jumanji, you're not going to turn down Shazam, right? No. Right. Yeah. Why, why and think... apparently Jumanji was okay. Yeah, it looked really good to me. I thought the okay. trailer looked really good, actually. All right. Well, I it's available it. on digital now. So, I didn't uh... see it because uh, Eve went on her own with some friends. Not on her own, but she went without me with some friends. So I was like, well, I'm out. I'm done. Yep. Kids are being Jumanji'd. What... Do you remember any other trailers? There was one other one. I don't remember it. That doesn't speak very well to that trailer, does it? Nope. But also, I was, I was tired. So. so there you go. But Game Night was great. Do you know Game what? Night turned it around. But here's what I'm going to say about Game Night, though I did really enjoy Game Night. Uh, Pia and I both turned to each other at various times and just went, well, they should have given Edgar Wright like $5 for that. Why do you say that? Because there was transitions that were like exactly, like exactly like in uh, Shaun of the Dead and in uh, The World's End. Like it looked like it looked like someone watched that video of like how to do transitions. Yeah. Uh, how does how does that? Because you showed me that video. It was yeah. like how does Edgar Wright do That's a right. film? Yeah. Yeah. And someone watched that, and it was the director of this, mm. and they went, "Got it." And then it well, looked like that. And this is not a this is not an but insult. Not a criticism. Is, it's oh, yeah. not a criticism. But it was like tonally, it just felt like oh, the way you're doing these trans, like the opening, yeah. where it's this montage of things you're building the characters, showing you a quick montage of the characters, but also, in a very funny way, over a poppy song, yeah. which, you know, it just felt very, oh, I see how Edgar Wright would have done this. It yeah. would have been more British song, but, but he, exactly this is what it would have been. But Edgar Wright doesn't have the doesn't have the, the patent on that style of... But no one was really he, doing it before Edgar Wright oh, did no, it in I, Shaun of the Dead. I was watching uh, a Jackie Chan movie the other night, mm-hmm. uh, Operation Condor. Right, pretty good film. Uh, kind of a, is it connected in any way with the movie Condor Man from the 70s? It is not connected <laughs> at all with Condor Man. It is uh it's quite it's connected to Operation Condor Two, Armor of the Gods. Very good. I'm but uh there's a transition in that movie mm-hmm. that is an Edgar Wright transition. And that this movie's from the mid eighties. So, you know, I think people have been doing it, but not as extensively as Edgar Wright and not as because he really plans his movies to the nth degree. And yeah. so his transitions aren't just transitions, they're also they're also sto- they also tell the story within the transition. Yes, and Game Night didn't really have that. It just had Ooh. neat kind of turns. Okay, and stuff like that. all right, all right. You know what I liked in Game Night was when they did some sort of effect that made 
the distant shots look like a toy, like a toy city, yes. like a miniature. Uh, I'm miniature going to town. recommend another podcast in our podcast. Turn this one off and listen to this. Oh, turn it off. Right uh, away. Turn it off and listen to the treatment with Elvis Mitchell, and uh. they talk about how they did that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The the cameras that they used, they mm. used a similar technique apparently uh, that was one of my that was actually used in one of my favorite shots in a movie that I was like, yeah, I was okay with. Uh, but Zack Snyder's uh, Dawn of the Dead. And it's the it's one of the opening shots where Sarah Polly is driving Sarah Pauly, yeah. is driving along through uh, her community, and then they pull back, and you get more reveal and more reveal and more reveal okay. of how bad things are. Yeah, yeah. And they saw that and went, "That's great. We should use. We should rip that off." Okay. And they did in this, <laughs> but you don't tell that they ripped it off. Yeah. But yeah. Donna, that that Zack Snyder film has a great opening. Sure does. I think, I think it kind of falls apart in, by the, in the second half. I act. would agree with you on that, but man, that does open well. It really opens uh, quite, quite impressively. I watched that while I was drawing uh, a Sneaky Dragon title card, the one with uh, Captain Kirk fighting the that Gorn? Creature. Gorn, yes. Let me suggest this for most Zack Snyder movies. Uh, did you watch 15 Minutes? Hey, you're good. Mm. And uh, and now turn it off and, and go, that was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, because that landing is not going to be stuck. That's a guy getting on the the, the gymnastic bars yeah. and going, hoof, and like doing one great flip. And you're like, whoa, yeah. turn it off now. Turn it off right now because it's going to fall off and it's not going to, it's going to be ugly. He's going to hit the horse. He's going to, really he's going to, he's going to really get himself in the balls, uh, oh. with, with the bar Some and then people... it's going to like hit the other one with his head mm. and you're going to hear a sickening crack. And, uh, yeah. Some people and, like that. Stuff. And then some people will go, that was really good. Yeah. yeah some great. people will say that. Ha ha. Mm. Guffaw, guffaw. Yep. It's, uh, you'll laugh like Reggie. Ugh. Reggie from Archie? Reggie from uh, Reggie from Richie Rich. Reggie from Richie Rich. Yeah. Let's just say Reggie is always the villain uh-huh. name. Yeah, is there a is. good Reggie but what besides it, Reggie Watts, what the was his uh, last comedian? Name? Reggie. What in uh, in what Reggie yeah. Reggie Mantle and Archie Reginald? Oh, it must be a corny name. It's a corny right? name, like loads of bucks, some of that, you know. Yeah. Lots of money. Yeah. There's made of money, and then Reggie is made of money in Richie Rich's universe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's made of money and Reginald. Uh, Van Snoot? No. No. Darn. You have to look it up. I do have to look this up. This one is. This is cheating. This This is is cheating. It's completely cheating. Can't look it up. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Do you remember last week? Last week. Where I set up a lot of work for you to do? (laughs) Yes, you did. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You know. I think I told people a while I said, ago. I said, oh, sorry, uh, go ahead. What I said was, yeah. hey, everybody, would you like Dave to help you move? And so <laughs> many of you responded Man, that it's I been would, a crazy yeah, week for him. I do. I do like helping people move, actually. Because there's nothing more important to build up in your life than moving karma. Like, you need to have that good moving karma. Otherwise, when you go to move, there's no one there for you. So right. keep it going. Keep it. Keep passing it forward because one day it's going to come back around to you. Anyhow... That's a life lesson there for people. Pro tip. Uh, all right. Here's the name of the character. Okay, sure. You are, you are right, uh, almost right with it. It's Reggie Van. Yeah. Uh, it's a slang term for money. Can you guess what it is? Reggie Van Bucks. Reggie Van Doe. Yes. That's it. Ah, too bad I can't remember that. Anyway. Oh, it's and, and how is Reggie related to Richie? Oh, it's his cousin. Very good. No, it's it's art. It's Richie's mean cousin. Oh, as well, you can yeah. see by yeah. this description, that's he is a mean cousin. Yeah, that's for they're sure. related by meanness. He's a jerk. Because I don't think made of money they're related, but I think made of money is like supposed to be Richie's girlfriend because he is oh. she's so wealthy. Oh, okay. But of course, we know that Gloria is his real girlfriend. Gloria Vanderbucks. That's not her name. Nope, not at all. <laughs> It's probably Gloria Goodness. God damn it. Now I got to look it up. Keep oh, going. Man. Talk it up. Anyway, talk so. Talk it up, shit. I th- <laughs> <laughs> Did you just 
call me shit? No, I'm saying shit. No, I didn't oh, call oh, you sorry. shit. Okay. I said shit, That's then Simon. I've got to look this up. Okay. Uh, if everyone, think back a few shows, everybody. Gloria Glad. Gloria Glad. That's terrible. And yet suitable, I guess. Sure. What was, I didn't set the timer on What are uh, Pee Wee so and Freckles knows? last name? What? What are Pee Wee and Freckles last I name? I think, oh, I don't know if they've got last names. I bet they're too poor to have last names. Let me okay. take a look. You need to look that up. Okay. I'm going to talk about the fact that a few weeks ago, I mentioned on the show the fact that I had uh, accidentally deleted a music folder on my uh, computer that contained all of my music, a lot of stuff that I have downloaded through the years, and also my iTunes uh, songs that I have, you know, diligently, you know, bur- uh, how do you do, whatever you do. Import? Import off CDs? Yes, that's sure. what I did. And so I thought it was a duplicate folder. Here are the names. Sure, go Sorry ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Pee-wee and Freckles. Pee-wee and Freckles. Last name, Friendly. Ah, Freckles Friendly. That's right. And you're right. Made of Money was his wannabe girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who is the name of the bellhop who used to work at his father's hotel? That I don't know. I'm just going to give you a whole bunch of Richie Rich uh, trivia before <laughs> we get on. Okay. That'd be Billy Bellhops. Billy Bellhops. And Billy Bellhops did have his own comic for a while there. Okay. Huh. <clears throat> How about this? Hey, could I just interrupt you from Please. that? Because, oh, sorry, what? And say, uh, I hope take everyone in the ambulance is I'm going to take right. a drink right now. I'm drinking a nice coffee. Dave is drinking a smart water. What makes the water smart? It's the flattest bottom uh, you can get to a water bottle, so it will not get spilled on the electronic equipment. That's what makes it smart. <laughs> is it worth the extra 30 cents? Yes. Because the other bottle just rolled around and looked like we were going to lose hundreds of dollars worth of equipment. And when I say hundreds of dollars, don't rob us. Okay. All right. Go back to you. Uh, All right, what's your question? No, I was just going to mention that that's funny that there's a bellhop character. Because you think to yourself, what's so great about a bellhop character in a comic book? But then there's Spiru, the mm-hmm. the uh, titular character of Spiru magazine. There's so many things that you could do with a bellhop. Is a bellhop character. Bell, uh, Spiru and Fantasio, the two characters. Who go on adventures. So he doesn't really do anything around the hotel. Yep. He's out gallivanting around. And by the way. Discovering marsupilamis. Always worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. Richie Rich. Yep. Is Bruce Wayne before the parents are killed. Really? Why do you say that? Why? Because uh, he's rich. Mm -hmm. He's got a butler that can do anything. Okay. Sometimes the butler is cool with them being superheroes together. Uh, Also. But they already are superheroes. Who's his best friend? Jackie Jokers. Oh, Jokers, you say. (laughs) That's his friend. Do you think he's his best best friend? friend? Well, he's a good friend. Uh, then you got Pee Wee. Seems who, like a terrible friend. All right. How, name, I think his best friends are Freckles Name this character. Sorry, we're all over the map here, yep, but this yep, is the way it's yep, going to be. Yep. Uh, who is the extraterrestrial boy who time travels to present day Earth with his robot friend Traveler uh, and uh, befriends uh, Richie Rich? I have no idea. Well, that would be Timmy Time. Timmy Time. Yes, Timmy it's Time. L- lucky he had that last name. It's very suitable. What's the name of his chauffeur? Bascom. Very good. What's the name of his chef? Chef Pierre? Yes, very nice. Okay. Uh, who is uh, their accountant? <laughs> I don't know, sorry. Mr. Cheapers. Mr. Cheapers? Oh, I should have known that. And what is Cadbury's full name? I do not know that. I'm sorry. All right, I that would that. be Herbert Arthur Runcible Cadbury. Very nice. I like the Runcible, which yeah. is a type of spoon. Very good. Who is their nurse? The nurse? <sighs> I don't know. That would be uh, Nurse Jenny. Nurse Jenny. Nurse That's a good Jenny. It's a good name. And going back up this way, you're right about made of, made of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is Reggie's babysitter? Her name is uh, Penny, and uh, she is, well, it's Penny Van Doe. So, anyway. <laughs> I don't know this. Oh, baby sister, not babysitter. Oh, okay. Sorry about baby that. Sister. Apo- apologies. Penny Van Doe. Everyone get that? All right. Now, I'm just going to go with the family members here. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So, Richie's uh, father is, of course, called? Mr. Rich. Right. But what's his first name? I, I don't know. Richard? Oh, that is correct. Okay. 
Richie Rich, Richard Rich Sr., which means Richie Rich is actually Richie Rich Jr., which yeah. you never get never no, gets said. No, that. All right. What is, uh, what is his mother's name? Regina? That is correct. Ooh. Formerly. Oh, her last her name before that? Could I guess it would have been Van Doe? That is correct. Very uh, good. Uh, now, he's got an aunt. An aunt? His aunt's name is a little pun. Little pun name there. Oh. His aunt is a pun name on uh, people that, uh, you know, get wealthy, you know, later on. And oh, I see. So, uh, well, it would be Nouveau Riche. That's correct. Aunt Nouveau Riche. Okay. <laughs> Very good. It's a mouthful. And now the, the, the penny-pinching uncle. Oh, he pinches a penny. He's yeah. not a Scrooge. Not a Scrooge. But he uh, pinches a penny. Uh, he is a tightwad. So he's uh, Uncle what? Miser? So, so there's a little play on, on tightwad oh, okay. with his name. Uncle... I don't know. Titus. Uncle Titus. Which oh. just sounds like he's a tight ass. Yeah. Which is not a good... Not a different thing. Not different, a good thing. That's different right. problem. Many other, uh, many other uncles and you forgot. You forgot to mention Irona, the robot maid. I, I did, but I thought that one was too obvious. Yes, it is pretty obvious. But I just wanted to call out Tyrona. And what's his dog's name? Uh, dollars. That, well, let's, let's sing, make it single. Because dollar, oh, dollar, because he's a dollar mation. That is absolutely correct. Very nice. Okay. And there we have done. <laughs> I did okay. I'm not... You did fine. As in all things in my life, I things I like, I'm not an expert on things. And what year did Richie Rich uh, come into being? What year? I got to guess 1942. Oh, 40, 50? Yep. 56. 54. 53. 53. No, 53. You're 53. right. Okay. Really? That seems, that seems late for a character like that, who's a poor little rich boy, a kind of a little Lord, Lord Fauntleroy kind of a character. Yep. Uh, that seems late. First appeared in what comic book? It was another one of the Harvey uh, characters. Uh, okay, Which is would... surprising to me because I wouldn't think this character would have been around before Richie Rich. But this character was around before Richie Rich. It's one of the major uh, Harvey characters. So Casper? Nope. Or not Casper? Nope. So Baby Huey? Nope. I, I've run out of characters. Little Dot. Little, oh, Little Dot. Oh, yeah. yeah appear, that seems first weird, appeared isn't in it? Little Dot number one. Backup <laughs> feature in Little Dot number one. It's interesting, isn't it? So, Little Dot, of course, is the cash in on Little Lulu. Okay. You know, like all those characters kind of little come Aubrey, out of that. Little Aubrey, Little Ida. Yeah, yeah, they'll kind of come out of that same, because everyone, that Little Lulu is such a huge success. Sure. But it's interesting that, yeah, that there's Little Dot comics, but, and then by the time you get, like when I was reading Richie Rich, Little Dot was merely like a one-pager, or maybe one or two-page story mm-hmm. as a backup, kind of like Little Lada. Because what are you going to do with Little Dot? Well, it's such a, yeah, such a limited character. You know, she likes li- dots. You know we what? Get it. We could pitch some Little Dot stories. They're, they're, they're accepting them right now. We'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, who's, you know who's working? I got an idea for a story. She likes dots. All right. I like it. Yeah. Uh, you know who's uh, doing those right now is a uh, former guest of the show, uh, our, our, our pal creator of Kevin Keller. Uh, oh, named Dan Parent. Dan Parent. Absolutely. Okay, the last two we questions. Have an in. We have an in because we, ha- we interviewed him once. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, last two questions. All right. Uh, what is the name of the company that Richie Rich's dad uh, runs and owns? Rich Enterprises. Very close. Rich Industries. <sighs> Very good. And I would like now from you, okay. Richie Riches. Yep. This is for all the money. All the money. You know, put it all in there. All the money in the world. Here we go. Okay. All the money in the world. You got to give me it, and this has to be exact. Okay. Now I've given you part of this information already. Uh, Remember it. Okay. What is Richie Rich's yeah. full name? Oh. Full name, and I'm going to give you a hint. Yeah. There's an initial. He doesn't have a middle name. He has a middle initial. Okay. All right. Uh, so give me his full name, please, for all the money. So I'm going to say Richard J. Rich, the second. We're going to go second, or are we going to go with what's correct? Or junior. Very good. So you're going Richard. 
J. Rich. J. Rich Jr. Oh, I'm going to try and help you out here, Dave. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything funny about J that would pertain to Richie Rich? No. So oh, let's okay. take that out of there. Okay. What's the only thing that it could possibly be for Richie Rich as his middle initial? The what? only thing it could oh, I guess possibly it be. It has to be an R, I guess. That is absolutely incorrect. I oh, tried, what do you to, I tried to help you, sir. I tried to help you, <laughs> what sir. What would it be? Let's just tell me then. It is a dollar sign. Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't get that. I would not have I'll be that. taking all in the money in the world years, back. Because that is not an initial, everyone. That is a dollar But sign. it is a gag. It is a on gag. On a cover, probably. You are correct. And then became canon. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's any canon in Richie Rich because it's Richie Rich is such a fantastical story that there's never any time where there's no set house. There's no set rooms in the house. Mm-hmm. There's no set demarcations of the property. Sometimes yep. it's a smallish property. Sometimes it's huge and mm-hmm. vast. Mm-hmm. It just all depends, you know, and I don't... You know, he can go through to, because uh, later on, they had like adventure stories, two-part adventure stories drawn by Ernie Colon. Yeah. And those were... Underrated artists, let's go, Ernie Colon. Sure, underrated yeah. artists. And I mean, he was wrote in, he kind of drew in his own style, not really totally on, on uh, mm-hmm. you know, on whatever they call that when you draw. You're supposed to draw On your, model. On model, yeah. Yep. Thank you. Um, but um, they're exciting and interesting. Yep. But they pertain in no way at all to any other part of Richie Rich's life. In order they reflect his, you know, the usual goofy stories with Cadbury or Irona or whatever, you know, that is, everything's different. Like, would he know, do the dream stories with Casper teaming up where Richie always thought it was a dream? Yeah, that's right. And he went, ah, oh, I'm right. clearly dreaming. And yet, like, don't take crazy chances. <laughs> you, he now thinks he's dreaming. He doesn't think there's any risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. What's wrong with but him? Even when you dream, you, fe- you do feel fear of, of, of injury and stuff like that. I guess so. so. Unless you're Richie Rich, in which case you're just a nut. I like to, Pardon me. I like that conceit, though, that he yeah. never thought that Casper was yeah, real. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Those are good stories. I would gl- I would gladly buy Richie Rich collections if, if they were available for one such as I. I think they are. Well, they, they have like one. It's kind of like a... The oldie timey one. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, this Richie Rich, and here's some it's a sample of stories through the years. Right. The old clunky way it was drawn, and then the ones that were designed by that uh, fellow whose name has now popped out of my head, but uh, who did... He did like the... The original design, like sure. the, the improved designs of Casper and right. Richie Rich with but a kind Casper, of giant head. Yeah, and Casper was originally a book, right? Casper was a book, mm-hmm. and then they and then Harvey got the rights to it and did the Warren the, Kramer with that E. Warren there we go, Kramer. Uh, all right, so I have taken the, us way off the chart because you know when we talk about Richie Rich, we're going to get deep with this. Hopefully, uh, we recorded some of this. Did we record it? Uh, as far as I can tell, and I'm afraid we're out of time now. We're not going to be able to talk about what we were going to talk oh, about. Oh, that's a damn shame. All right. Bad, well, sorry. welcome to everyone. Ep- Here comes the next episode. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. This Hello. is the next episode. Dave. I promise to be better and not make bad jokes this time. <laughs> oh, that's no good. Um, <laughs> so what did what did you get challenged to do last week? So uh, you asked me to... Give me your top Harvey characters. Top Harvey characters. Richie Rich. But only ones wearing diapers. Go. Ah, baby Huey. Baby Huey. Hot stuff. Uh, Reggie's uh, Reggie's uh, baby, baby sister, sister Penny. Uh, uh, Reggie's dad, Richard Rich, <laughs> who has bladder control issues, and little diaper, diapers. the diaper that's always looking for a butt. <laughs> so, such a limited character, little yeah. diaper. He's like a ghost. But she's he's just this diaper. She's like a ghost. Yeah. Okay. Just another one of those weird girl characters: little Lada, little dot, little diaper. <laughs> so specific. Uh, the so, yes, you challenged me last week to – well, you didn't challenge me. I you, challenge you, sir. You challenged, slapped you, your face you, with a you, velvet glove. You asked listeners to send in uh, a kind of a, a subject 
and I would like make five songs around it. Sure. Isn't it weird when I ask that kind of stuff and then people do it? I know. Isn't that a surprise? Like and you can, go like, oh, people are like, listening oh, to this. Oh, we can torment Dave. Because I was going to say, like, remember everyone that I, 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 I accidentally, through sheer stupidity, deleted all my songs on my computer. Mm-hmm. All of them. Okay. I had no songs left on it. All right. 17,000 songs. Gone. How'd you feel about that? Well, as soon as I realized what happened, I just, all these beads of sweat just like popped out onto my forehead, just like, and we were, I was actually editing the show and I was sickened by our voices. I had to, I had to leave the room. <laughs> it's so terrible. I just couldn't believe well, it. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, me, and the listeners yep. are all We one, are one used to induce vomiting sometimes when people have been poisoned. It's like, let's, let's run some of the early episodes. <laughs> so I, I went into the house and I, I had to tell someone and Eve was home and I just came in and I just went, I told her what happened. And I was just like, oh, I can't believe it. And I thought, there's got to be a way around this. There's got to be a way around this. So I went, I went back outside and I discovered, well, actually I found two, I found a program. Mm-hmm. I downloaded it, ran it. It recovered all of the songs. And I was so excited. And I was like, then I pushed a little button that said, you know, whatever, resolve or make, you know, make it so. And then it said, then it, it then it went to a screen and said, for $80, you can use this program, mm. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. Maybe there's something. Well, 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 wait a minute. There must be something this, this, is, this is some bullshit. <laughs> that's right. Har- Har- you, Harvey, what can Har- you? Harvey, get over here, Harvey. <laughs> you, you do this. No, I, I. You deleted me, Dave. I, I, found, <laughs> I deleted I, Harvey as well. I found, uh, I found a free one called Recova. Okay. R-U-C-U-V-A. Sounds legit. Recover. Right. It is legit. They have other programs that I actually want to use. Just add to your mom's like. maiden name for luck. Mm-hmm. And my dog's name. My first dog's name. First pet's name. Uh, and so I, uh, I downloaded that one and ran it. And it was able to recover all of, all of these music files or most of these music files. Okay, not, all right. not all of them, unfortunately, but a lot of them. Good. And, uh, I think I was a 500 short mm. of all of the 17, you know, 17, around 17,000 songs. 500 were gone forever. But that's better than nothing. Sure. But then I had to take all of these songs because they just when I when they found them again, all the information that would, like all the folders and stuff like that were all gone. So then I had to like go create a folder, mm-hmm. take the songs. Well, create a folder, create a subfolder with any of the album in it. Take all the songs, put them into that album. And if there was like multiple albums, then I had to make another folder with that album, all the songs. So it took me a long time mm-hmm. to do this. I finally got it all done. It's really happy. And then I went into iTunes. And of course, in iTunes, it, all the links to these songs were gone. So then I had to like click on a song. It would go to the yeah, find the folder, click on the song there, and then it would, you know, then it would go. Do you want me to use this file to find more songs? And be like, yes, please. And then it would like that album would go do 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 on it. Okay. Because little exclamation marks show up like, all right, don't know where the song help. is. So, yeah. Okay. So that it still took me a long time. Sure. Sure. It took me forever. And then on like Saturday, I think it was, or maybe Sunday, Sunday, I was going through and I was quite a ways down. I was in like the S's or something like that. And then I turned off iTunes for some reason. Mm-hmm. I can't remember why now. And then I turned it back on a little while later. And then it said, we need, uh, we need you to point us towards the library. I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. So then, so then I, I, I did something wrong and I ended up like with a blank iTunes. What? And all the songs were gone. Then I was like, oh, this is not good. So then I got, well, I guess I'll have to rebuild all my playlists and find all these songs. So then I just went. But you the... still had the songs. You just had to put them into iTunes. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't, so... Sorry, you didn't lose all the songs again. Okay. Yeah. So then I, um, so then I, uh, what did I do? I, I um, went, 
I just I just took the iTunes like the 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 music folder uh-huh. and just selected that, and then iTunes just imported all of that into itself. Okay, but it was just a mess. Sure, it made no sense. I was missing all this information. Oh, it was insane. So then I was just like, oh man, what, what has happened? This is terrible. So I just turned, I just went away. Yep. Came back. Had a good cry. Came back the next day. Kicked the chickens. Turned it off. Mm-hmm. Restarted the computer. Turned it back on again. And it, I guess because I hadn't actually linked to a, a library, it said, please link to library. So then I went into, into it again and I was looking through it all. And then I found this one file that said library. And I thought, oh, I guess this is it. I don't know. It's not a folder, but it's a thing. So okay. I just clicked on that, and then it brought everything back Oh, to how it was before. So I was like, yay, yay. But in the meantime, I hadn't got much done on this this whole thing. So anyway, because Ian had asked me or asked you to ask me for top five. So we had some nice ones. We had uh, one person. Top five songs on a topic. Top five songs on a topic. And we yeah. asked you to list one of the songs, so we got the idea of what you were wanting. Yeah, well, this, or what you thought of, like, what this, yeah. Okay. Like, While you're telling these nice people, idea? I'm going to turn the lights on because it's getting very dark it's getting in here. It's kind of gloomy in here. All right, it? so it's very please romantic. continue telling the people. Uh, so, so yeah, so we had some people, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name names. I'm gonna, oh, jeez, really? I'm gonna, name I'm going to point fingers All at right. people who would do this to me. First was Louise. Louise asked for cat songs, so and she said, and she uh, suggested or cat or cat family. Okay. So I like that because cat is this songs connected with our new book that's out. Spark. I think that was the that book's inspiration in stores now, this. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so people could order that online or at their local uh, bookstore. Sure, sure. Sparks is Sparks. the name of it, right? Yeah. Is with it an explanation? Exclamation! Exclamation point! Ex- yeah. Ex- Exclamation! Uh, you know, uh, an explanation point. Yeah. Exhalation point. Uh, and I'm not sure what what book is this, right? That's called Sparks. Hmm. So by uh, Scholastic, uh, Scholastic is the uh, don't yeah, know. they do uh, they do uh, good work. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know who the they sell to, they sell to schools, it. right? Huh? They sell to schools? No, 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 no. There's no books in schools anymore. It's uh, all on their uh, phones now. Phones now. <laughs> yeah. So um, so uh, yeah. So Louise said to you, she said, Dave, five songs with cats. Okay. And I was like, well, could I say my top cat song? Well, let's let's we'll come back to this. Oh. You wait, just wait to hold your horses, sir. All hold right. your cats. Okay. Um, we had uh, an improv that's called a block. Continue. Not really a block. It's a delay of action. It's a delay of action. Uh, Nina, our third dragon. Wait, where would I know her from? Um, I don't know. From she's she been on the show a few times. Is she the illustrator on Sparks? Don't know what that book. Okay. During time, so in stores now. <laughs> so, Nina. Speaking <laughs> of Sparks, actually, that's funny that you mentioned that because I was wondering why she asked this. She wanted songs related to Sparks. And I thought... So songs about fire. Yeah, so if you made a movie... Fireworks. That's right. If you made a movie... Yeah. Uh, with Sparks, the, the book. Uh, a book apparently that you had something to do with. Mm. Uh, if you made a movie, like, what would you use? What songs would you use in the soundtrack? Mm. And as, as I understood it from her question, there are cats in Sparks. And I thought, no one would ask a person after someone else asked for a cat topics... That you would go and ask for more cat to- cat songs. No one would think Dave has an unlimited number of cat songs that he loves. He's not going to use all of them on this no, top no. five cat thing. I'm going to ask for more cat songs on a totally separate list. I don't think anyone would do now, that. Now, did she ask specifically for cat songs or just songs not, that would work she, for the book? She asked for songs that would work for the book. So, all right. Dave's not going to let me say my song, so I'm just going to say just the two of us. That would that would be one of the songs you could use. What from what? What is that? For uh, Sparks. Just the two of, of us. us. You could make. We could make it if we try. Just the two yeah, of us. If that us. song was any good, it'd be good. Oh, um, well, so then. Uh, sorry, just a quick. Uh, go, yeah. go fuck yourself and continue <laughs> on. <laughs> so, so you had plenty. Of, I was going to come back to that. 
We're coming back to the cat thing. Okay. But anyway, oh, you wanted this is for Sparks. Sorry, never mind. All right. Uh, and then Nigel, who was at the book release, right? Uh, for Sparks. Nigel was at the book release. Yeah. Okay. So we're only making plans for Nigel. There. There's my Nigel song. Nice. Are we doing Nigel song? That's a really good one. All right. Have he you got a second for... Nigel song? <laughs> no. Good. He I asked. Win. He asked for. Uh, he asked for uh, driving songs. Oh, nice one. And then lots of things from there. Obviously, the theme song from Cars. The theme song from Cars 2. Okay, you sing the theme the, song sing these from songs, Cars 3. Sing these songs the from The theme song. Ref- refresh What's my that? memory. Refresh my memory with a song from Cars. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, my name is Lightning McQueen, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. And I'm friends with a really racist truck. <laughs> and the truck is also homophobic. And this movie is the worst of the Pixar bunch. Here it is. Kids will like it. The merchandise is gonna sell. See you for three more fucking films. <laughs> I'm Lightning McQueen. Many of these characters' voices died, but we just replaced them. Lightning McQueen. Vroom. <laughs> and that was by uh, Randy Newman, that song. Oh, it didn't sound very Randy Newman-ish, so that was weird. Because yeah. his are normally like, boobily-boobily-bop-ba-loop-ba-deep. Mm-hmm. Doop, doop, yeah. doop, 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 there doop, is some gas in me. It's made of dinosaurs, like in the good dinosaur. I think that's how he writes the song, actually. Very condescending towards him. Why am I being condescending? It's fine. Newman? How can he be condescending to a man who's so successful? It's very successful. Good. And that means his feelings don't get hurt. Doop, 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 boop, boop. You got a friend in Toast. All right, so... um, <laughs> What movie was that from? <laughs> toast Story. You don't know that one, I guess. <laughs> I thought you liked all the Pixar movies, Ian. Uh, then we had... never said that. We had one <laughs> that was a real puzzler for me. It was oh, from okay. Dylan. Riddle me this. And Dylan said... And this is a weird question, Dylan. And I, I've not, to be honest with you, I've not got a song for your list yet. Oh, okay. Not even one. Not a Sue. S-O-U. Okay, well, I'll come up with a terrible one then. Because his question was, songs that start off great, yep. but end kind of badly. And I was like, why Why would I have those songs in my song collection? Because my song collection is... Songs that song start collection. off great. And what was his What was his uh, suggestion on that one? It was uh, Lion Sleeps Tonight, I no, think. No, that was... Wasn't it? No. I thought it was like it starts We Away Away Since All... No, no, that's Louise's... Uh... Louise was like for a cat-related one. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Uh, song that starts... Uh, starts great. Oh, one, oh, sorry. One was Layla. Okay. Which is crazy to me because I love the piano coda to Layla. Okay. Which was interesting because that song was actually not written for Layla. The, one of the musicians who played in <laughs> Derek and the Dominoes with Eric Clapton, uh, Derek and the Dominoes was kind of like a, uh, Derek slash Eric. Get it? It was kind of like his band in disguise. All right. He stole a bunch of players from, uh, Bonnie and Delaney Bramlett's front band and did this uh, side project with uh, Dwayne Allman from the Allman Brothers. And, and there's a song called Layla, which is written about George Harrison's wife. Okay. Whose name was not Layla. All right. Her name was? I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell Patty. you. Patty. Oh, very good. Thank you. Patty. Doesn't sound like Layla. Not at all. But he wrote that song for her. And it's a cry of passion. Layla. But, and I think that part of the song is okay. Yeah. Because I would actually say the opposite of, of Dylan, which is that I think that song starts off so-so. And gets better with the piano coda. I love the long fade out, the piano part, which I think was written by Carl Rattle. I could be wrong, R-A-D-L-E. I could be wrong, but he wrote it totally separate. And then Eric Clapton heard it and said, you know, that would be great at the end of my song. <laughs> and so 
it's like yeah, it's this long piano kid, uh, long piano part with uh, Dwayne Allman's beautiful slide guitar playing. It's really nice, and I think I don't know where Dylan's coming from. Right well, now. I'm not going to be the first person to say this, but let me throw out this one. Though it doesn't technically end this way, but okay. it does go off the rails. Yeah. Okay. Uh, live and let die. Yes. Okay. I would say the middle eight of that song is yeah. Not when it good. turns reggae. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not good. But you know, the rest of the song it, guess, it picks it back up. But yeah. you know, it goes yeah. for a wander around uh, the yard. Yeah. Actually, I can think of one right now off the top of my head um, that I think uh, it starts off really great and then it kind of falls apart. And that is uh, a song by the Beta Band. And sorry, I can't think of the title of it off the top of my head at this moment. Um, I don't know why because it's been a while since I listened to it actually. So what I'm doing while I'm talking is I'm looking it up on my phone. Oops, I mean to turn on my phone. Uh, We're just going to play some copywritten music yeah, there, gonna... uh, over the air. And, uh, well, that, uh, that really trouble. bothers us. We shouldn't do that. Or that will get us in trouble. We know that. We don't, we don't play any copyrighted music on this. Don't anyone say that we do. This is weird. You know what's weird is the, the little thing in Google Play. You can't use your right hand to make to go sort, sort through your songs. You have to use your left hand. It's a little annoying, and I'm there. I'm very close to this band, beta band. Didn't I say that beta band, beta band? And it's on this. Oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, this about uh, things that don't live up to. Okay, you know, the thing was like but songs, that songs that start strong, put it on my list. and then things that don't live up to it. Yeah, this is completely off topic, but because I thought you were just killing time on that, I was gonna bring this up. Yeah, every uh, every Hanna Barbera uh, series. Starts amazing with the amazing song, and and none of the series live up to the song. Like Flintstones, I will go with Flintstones. Jet, yeah, Jetsons. I will go Jetsons. I will yeah. go Johnny Quest. Mm. I will go Top Cat. I will go any any Hanna Barbera series. Scooby Doo. I will Cat. go. I will go any Hanna Barbera series. The you don't uh, think Scooby Doo lives up to its song? I think Scooby Doo lives up to its song. I have to disagree with you there. Oh, you do? Yeah. All right. Well, there's I a lot of wandering around. I gotta. Yeah, I don't mind the wandering. It's got some jokes in it. Okay, fair and fair enough and fair enough. All right, so let's let's talk cats. All right. So let's start off by talking about your favorite cat song. Oh, this is this would be my favorite cat song, and I don't think you can top this one. Okay, because it's a classic. It kind of came out in the seventies, and tell me that this isn't in your head forever. Okay, okay you ready? Yep. Meow 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 There. Top that one. I wouldn't put that in my wouldn't put that on my list. But that's you know it's it is it is catchy. Right. It's it's more of a jingle than a song. It was also it was also based apparently on uh China's national anthem. Uh, at the uh, for a brief period of time, which was mow 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 mow. So yeah, and then it got uh, it got sold to the Meow Mix company. So sorry, I'm just I'm just writing this thing down. You you just keep talking about about your silly silly song there. Well, I just do this quickly. Okay, well I'm also going to throw in the theme song for Top Cat. There we go. How about this? How about the theme song for Top Cat? Go, I'm not familiar with it. He's a top. Cat, he's no bottom cat. If you say scat, he'll say, fuck that. I'm a top cat. Put that in your hat and smoke it, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's the original. I don't. I feel that like, was the original. I feel like you're just making that up because that. Oh, all of the uh, all of the Hanna Barbera series had uh, really filthy lyrics. Before okay, well, they what got... was one for Quick Draw McGraw? What's that for Quick Draw McGraw? <laughs> he's hung like a horse, but forget about that. He's also a cowboy. You can tell by his hat. That was the uh, that was the opening for Quick Drama. That's pretty car. good. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Don't ask him to see his Baba Louie. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, listen. I am dancing pretty hard out here, and I understand that you're looking at your things, I am and that's absolutely things. that's absolutely fine. But I am not going to be making any more zoological okay. uh, sex jokes, <laughs> just because you need to kill some time. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, Louise, this is for you. Okay. We're going to play the whole song after we talk okay. about it. By the way, Pink Panther. Uh, so theme, the Pink Panther. Is that a cat song? Does that count? Theme song to Pink Panther? Because if so, oh. yes. Okay. Sing that one. I don't know that song. Uh, it just, it's, there's no, there's no lyrics to it. It's the ba-da, 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 ba-da. It's that. I think it's done by Andre Philippe Gagnon better when he uh, does his little <laughs> saxophone voice. We, um, I think it actually goes, we sneak, we sneak, we sneak, we sneak, we sneak and steal a diamond. We sneak. We sneak. <laughs> I like it. I'm all for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, Pink Panther movies, could yeah. they be more different from each other? Pink Panther, well, Pink Panther, original Pink Panther, then goes to a shot in the dark. Those are very different Those films. Those are very different films. And then it goes bananas. Then and Ellen, then he's then, just a full cartoon character. Then the Ellen Arkin. And then, like, he dies. And then uh, his son's there. And then all of a sudden, he's Steve Martin. It's crazy. Anyway, back to you, Dave. All right. So this is going to be for Louise. All we're right. going to talk about um, her. We're going to talk about cat songs. All right. Very good. So I'm sorry. I'm just kind of quickly. I, I wish I had prepared this better. I wrote it all down at home. Do you want to take a break? And I lost look something. up your stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll come back to it. Yeah. Let's so just take go a break. A second. Now. Everyone, take a ca- take a cat nap. If you stop, if you stop singing, it will uh, it will truncate the silence, and this will not be a problem. <laughs> I can edit it. Okay. All right. So I think we've I think I've settled everything here. So um, so these are. My choices for cat songs. This is not everyone's choices for cat songs. These are my choices for cat songs. Okay. And Louise, these are these are Dave's pussy picks. Yes. Um, Louise asked me to talk about what these songs meant to me. Oh, all right. And I just wanted to say that maybe people misunderstand what songs mean to me because I really only like I like music because because of its sound. That's what I like about something. Mostly when I listen to music, I listen to music while I'm doing other things. Mm-hmm. So I might be at the gym, I might be reading, I might be drawing, and it's just in the background. And sometimes a song will have something in it that will shoot a blue beam of light into my brain, and I'll go, oh, what's that? What, is my, what am I hearing? This is really exciting. Um, and that's what I don't, and when I, you know, I'll sometimes say like lyrics mean nothing to me and stuff like that. I don't mean they mean nothing to me. I do like to sing along with songs in the car, for instance. So the lyrics are important when you sing along with the car. I don't just make up my own lyrics. The clam went into the bucket and people all went lost. You know, like I just actually sing the actual okay, words. Okay, but I, I want to hear more of that song it's later. It's a good song. I made it just, I, it's, I've been writing it for a while. But um, You were making me song, sing dirty songs about Quickdraw <laughs> McGraw earlier. <laughs> I wasn't making it. Don't was, get on your high horse. Asking especially not that high horse. <laughs> that is a filthy, uh, filthy horse. So, um, yeah, I don't really like play a song and I don't go, oh, I like this song because it reminded me of the time when I was 10 and I fell on the stairs and broke my leg and then I had to listen to a radio that was playing in the bedroom next door on my parents' uh, CKNW and it played, kept playing Steely Dan, stuff like that. Like, Not too bad. That sounds really interesting. I had to, I had to like really work hard. By the way, that didn't happen to you, right? No. Okay, good. No, no. There was a lot of uh, detail to that. <laughs> a lot of detail to that. Uh no, like you know, well, Steely Dan was played on CKW when I was growing up. Sure, and I really, I really hated Steely Dan for a long time, 
And there's still the Steely Dan stuff I don't like very much because of my associating it with that. It wasn't until I was like in my late teens or something when I was listening to like the 500 best songs or whatever of all time. And they played Reeling in the Years. And the guitar solo in that song really, and I didn't, didn't know the song at the time. So I, I avoided Steely Dan. And that song was really great. And I was working in a used CD store. So then I went to the used CD store and they didn't have um, uh, Can't Buy a Thrill, but they had Pretzel Logic. And so I listened to that album and it was really great. Like every song in it was really great. And so that made me like Steely Dan. But it wasn't, I had to, it wasn't, and it wasn't because I, like I had grew up into my 40s and went, man, I miss being young. I sure wish I could listen to music from when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, here's uh, Babylon Sisters. They used to play that all the time on... Uh, by the way, that's the Babylon Sisters alarm going off. Yeah. yeah if uh, those of you out there know, like when we say Babylon Sisters, mm. uh, the alarm goes off. Everyone <laughs> yell as loud as you can. So, yeah, I can't really talk about songs in that way. I can only talk about songs like this. I chose this song because I like it. Sure. That's what songs mean to me. Very good. I like them. So, this is songs about cats or in the cat family. And I had to take one of the songs off of my list and put it onto Nina's list. Interesting. So are we going to hear Nina's list after this, or are we just doing uh, Louise today? We're just going to do Louise, Louise today. All right. Because we're tune, going to listen to all the songs. Tune in next time. Tune for, in next week. All right. So are, are you putting the songs at the end of the episode? No, I'm going to put them in right now. So people are going to listen to all those songs in a row. No, no. They'll listen to songs, and we'll come back, and then we'll talk about the next song. All right. You got a problem with that? I don't have to listen to the show, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, go yeah. ahead. Because, well, you don't really like music all that much, so it's for you that sounds like torture and, and awfulness. Yeah. But other people might like songs, and so they'll listen to it, and people who don't can skip ahead. Yeah. There's a little 10 second ahead button on your sure. on your device. All right, go go for it. That allows you to miss me. Uh, so the first song I chose, it's not even the first song I chose, the first song that popped into my head mm-hmm. as being a member of the cat family. Or pounced into your head. Pounced into my head is a song by, by No Fun. And one thing about No Fun that's really good, and also The Kinks, it's really good, is that any topic you can think of, they have a song about it. Now, No Fun is a local band. Local band. Uh, we have had the uh, the the founder, one of the founding members. Yeah, one of the founding members on the show uh, before, David M. You will hear him on both this show and Completely Beatles. Yep. Uh, so okay, so some prejudice there. Prejudice? Yes. It's a good song though. Oh, does he have a song called Some Prejudice? No, no. I just said it's not prejudice. It's just this is a good song. Oh, and very good. Okay. I thought, about... were, I thought by mentioning that you went. You know what? They do have a t- the song on every topic. Some prejudice. Oh, yeah. That's one of their uh, <laughs> some of their songs. All right. Here we go. Um, no, it's just that you can kind of like if you're like oh, I need a song about this. They just might have it. Very good. You never know. Uh, this this song is called Tiger T Y G E R, kind of like the William Blake poem, mm-hmm. but it does not mention fearful geometry like it does in the uh, <laughs> William Blake poem. But we'll listen to that song now. And then we'll do the poem. And then we'll listen to the poem after that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Here we go.
So, tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of, of the, the night. night. What, what fearful hand or eye could frame my fearful, fearful symmetry? There you go. And if you think you can rhyme with symmetry, I would like to see you fucking try. Which is, you know, the the lyric you don't normally... <laughs> or the part or of the, the verse. Sorry, it's not a lyric. It's a, it's, a, it's a verse. So that song obviously is not really about a tiger. It's about a person who is being... Is like a tiger, I guess, or has something... I don't know what it is. Okay, well, you're looking at me like I heard the song. What? <laughs> Well, you heard it. You just played it. What do you mean? Oh, like that's I heard right. The song? Sorry, I, uh, I of course heard it while I was playing here in the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just heard it. What? Did, what? Did, come on, man. It's, so it's not. It's of... not actually a tiger. What is it? It's a. It's a person with tiger-like I, powers. Is yeah, it like Tigra, I, the character from Marvel Comics? I think it's more of a metaphor for a, a dilemma or a situation or a romantic problems. Like I don't. Yeah. You know what? You don't have to analyze it because that's not what you do. You I like it. I like it. We have it established that you yeah. like it and it shoots a blue beam of light <laughs> into, into your head, which if it yeah. did, yeah. let me ask you this question. Sure. So an actual, if an actual blue beam of light shot to your forehead, yeah. let me ask you this question. Sure. It's a legitimate question. Okay. Answer it honestly. I will. Would a cat see it and chase that blue beam of light? <laughs> or is a blue beam no. of light outside of a cat's spectrum and it can't see a blue beam? It could only see a red beam. Dave? Would a cat chase that beam into your head? Let me just say... Yes? It's a metaphorical blue beam of light. Would a cat chase a metaphor into your head? A metaphorical cat. Oh, it's a metaphorical chase, cat. Would chase a... Uh, and let's talk about let's talk about a metaphorical cat. Or let's talk about a phenomenal cat. Oh, are we talking about uh, a cat from, uh, from, the, from the musical Cats? No. McCavity McCavity? Because <laughs> there's no one like McCavity. <laughs> he, blakes, he defies every human law. He breaks he? the law of gravity. Is he is he uh, better than than Thomas O'Malley? Are you talking Thomas O'Malley from the Aristoc Aristocats? Yes. Uh, I think they're very different cats. Mm. I didn't choose a song for the Aristocats. It's not. And really, this is T. S. Eliot, right? T. S. Eliot's uh, Old yes. Possum's Book of pra pra Practical Cats. Yes. That's what Cats was based on. Yes. Very good. I'm quoting. Look, we've done we've done that fucking tiger poem. <laughs> we've done a it. little bit of Eliot for you. What yeah. a classy show. Also, a lot of Richie Rich tri trivia that you That's didn't right. like. Yeah. And some really and really horrible songs. What's that you saying? And Get to the next song. <laughs> okay. Well, I did. I did name it. It's a song by the Kings, referring right. to bands. That once again, if you want a right. song, want a song about the sun, they got songs about the sun. Want a song about the rain? Actually, I don't know if they have songs about the rain. <laughs> you don't want songs about the rain. We gotta have enough rain. But you okay. want. But whatever, whatever you want, they're they're there for you. Anyway, this song is from uh, what I think is probably their best album, which is uh, the Kinks are the Village Green Preservation Society. I do enjoy that. that album. Is a, I listen to that album quite a bit. That is a great album that maybe only only falls a little bit down uh, for um, Village Green, the song Village Green. You don't like Village Green? It's okay. All I mean, right. It's okay. I mean, I don't, think, I don't I hate think it. It's a very fun song, but okay, go ahead. And then uh, Last of the Steam Engines, is that what it's called? Last of the Steam Powered Trains? Last of the Steam Powered Trains, okay. I think it's called. Which basically is like a stolen riff from, from uh, a Helen Wolf Smokestack Lightning married to a song about trains. Wow. And I think right. it's okay. Bold, I think it's bold statement. Once again, I like those songs. Sure. But they're just not people taking pictures of each other. They're not Walter. Walter. Yeah, they're right. not Picture Book. They're not Animal Farm. They're not You know what? Uh, Fuck it. Let's listen to the whole album. Her, let's go. Let's since, we're, since we're violating copyright, let's just go for it. <laughs> no, okay. What's uh let But this song? Up, yeah, set up the song. This song, this cat song okay. is a uh, phenomenal cat. So this song, you got to listen to the lyrics, I guess, if you want to understand why this cat is so phenomenal. And if you, and if you say, want to, look up the lyrics online while you listen along. Yeah. Let's say that he's a big cat. Big cat? 
and he's still a cat, but he's big and he's been a traveling. And here we go. So let's listen to this song. So yeah, that's. I'm just looking at like I have this on my on my phone, and yet I don't have it on my phone. I'm like, where the, did it go? The song? Yeah. Well, well, I got Village Green. I got the yeah. Whole album oh, okay, on yeah, because you because you liked it so much when they used it in Hot Fuzz. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good album. Uh, that whole that's a real purple period of the Kinks from for me. I think that they were probably at that time the best band in, in England, and that's kind of before the Who took off and before uh, as the Beatles were sort of winding down a little bit and. The, the Kings were like, let's have a purple period. Let's make this, you know, make three albums that are really great in a row, you know. That's nice one. The Kinks are the Village Green Preservation Society, uh, Arthur or the Decline and Fall of the British Empire, mm-hmm. and then um, Lola versus the Money Go Round. All really great albums. Write these down, listen to them, and you'll enjoy them. Very good. And that's the song about a cat. So let's, that's an actual cat, not just a mm-hmm. pretend cat. Uh, Song number three. So you know that we live in Canada. Right. And you know that we have a rule in Canada, which is... Uh, weird sex and snowshoes. CanCon. So Very good. We've had... We've Wait, had... you're saying Canadian content? Yeah. Do you know that I had a sketch group called that? No, I didn't. Yeah, uh, that's didn't know that. really fucking annoying that you don't know that. <laughs> we we went... We did, a, we did a tour of England. Did you know that? We went on an England tour. We had two CDs came out. Did a pilot yeah. for CBC Radio. We did that. 
Well, a couple of shows. You were at most of our shows. Hmm. You came to live a lot of the live shows with your daughters. Said had a good time. Remember that? We don't remember any of that. We, we okay. Anyway, it's a strange interlude. Um, so this song is uh, <laughs> Ian looks so sad. So this is the third song, right? Okay. So this is uh by a Canadian band uh called Boy. And I wish I could remember the name of the of the um, sing the, like the main guitar player. Well, he played a lot of things because the first album they did he did, which was just called Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played all the instruments on right or Garçon in uh, in Quebec. In is it Garçon? Is it? Will you tell me? Is that Boy? You studied language, uh, isn't it? Jeune uh, fille. That would be a girl. no. That's a girl. It's not Garçon. Maybe it is Garçon. Yeah, I think you're right. Sorry, Garçon. I was thinking, well, that's kind of mean to a waiter to call him Boy. Did you did you uh, study languages? I did study languages. Did you study French? I did study French. And boy, you didn't cover boy. We did cover boy. I just, it just seemed wrong. <laughs> this was in reason. university, right? It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Money well, well spent. <laughs> uh, time well wasted. So he he was from like he was from the, I I got to interview him one time actually he was opening for like a, a a big American band it was weird who were touring who were doing it might have been. No, I, I, I don't want to say who it was because I can't remember exactly. But they were doing like an alternative tour of British Columbia. So they toured already and done like done like GM plays right. and done all these big places. And then they had booked a, a secondary tour where they're touring around and doing small venues in smaller towns. And so they were playing in Abbotsford of all things. As if oh. I don't know if whoever booked the tour didn't realize that people from Abbotsford can easily drive into Vancouver to see a concert. But anyway, they're playing at, at, at like sort of an agrodome. In in uh in Vancouver in, uh, sorry in Abbotsford, yeah. and so we um. By the way, I just spoke to Quebec. Yeah, Garcon is is what boy is. You know, let's let's leave that alone now. <laughs> it's enough about that. How many years were you studying languages? By the way, quite a few. Okay, that's good. I had cancer. Oh, we're doing that. It's is that, uh, is that the thing? Yeah, did, really I, did I kick the boy out of your head? Oh, very good. <laughs> kick something right, out of Sorry my about head. that. Forgot about the chemo that like knocks out. Uh, so the more Language. basic words. Yeah, basic apologies. words. Apologies. Basic yeah. words. I lost my hair and also Meh. what boy means. I lost my cheveux. <laughs> uh, so uh, the uh, so they toured Abbotsford. So yeah, this which is the Bible Belt of BC. Bible Belt of BC. Well, Bible Belt of Lower Mainland, I would say, because I'm sure there's other Bible-y places outside of the Oh, Lower no. Mainland. You go up north, wild, <laughs> wild fucking west. Is that right? It's all <laughs> Satan, uh, all Satan about like two hours up. All Satan, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, so I got to interview this fellow, and I really wish I could remember his name. But like I say, his first album, he did played all the instruments on and stuff like that. Then he formed a band, and he did his a second album. And so this song is from that album, and it's called... And that album was... The first album was kind of more... Um, it had like, it's kind of more like alternative rock kind of sounding. And okay. the next album was more, it had a bit more of a commercial uh, turn to it with maybe some kind of pink, mm-hmm. songs that were kind of Pink Floydy and other songs that were kind of Rolling Stone sounding. And uh, and yeah, it was very good though. And anyway, this song is called Black Cat. And I really like it. And I think I like it because kind of like Phenomenal Cat, it features uh, extensive use of the Mellotron or th- something that sounds like a Mellotron to me. Well, let's give it a listen. Let's all give it a listen. And this one's going out to Jenny. Jenny is uh, sending out all her love Jenny. to Steve, uh, telling him no to the marriage proposal. No. All, with all her love, but no.
Black Cat. Nice one. I did like that song. That was quite good. Oh, well. I mean, I'm in. I'm all on board so You're far. You're all on board on yeah, all these songs. Three for three. three even for though I didn't hear the first one, but still, you know, you get it. I get it. We all get it. We get it. I'll uh, listen to it. On I'll, I'll, I'll play it for you. I'll play it for you. I'm all right. Uh, <laughs> so that's okay. Now this this song number four. Number four. And these are in no particular order. No particular order. Just in the order I I play them in, basically. Um, so I just gotta quickly find this. Once again, the theme is cats. Cats. Yeah. So um. This this I when I first heard this band as a teenage boy, if people want to know what they mean to me, uh, I don't know why they they just hit, they just hit this the sweet spot for me of of a Scottish pop, okay. which is a particular thing. Although they they're not actually Scottish, but they live in the north of England. I like the idea of Scott pop. Scott pop, yeah. They live in the north of England, so it's kind of Scottish pop, kind of Scottish popish sure, area. Sure. And they were signed to Kitchenware Re- Records, which were kind of a Scottish pop uh, label. And, and they, uh, the song, the songs were so literate as if the songwriter, the singer songwriter in the band had taken in like the, the, the great American songbook, you know, the Cole Porter and, Irv- and Irving Berlin and, and, uh, George Gershwin and, and stuff like that. And just sort of loved that, loved that so much and sort of taken it into himself. And then, but also, you know, liked rock and roll or whatever. And then, so he kind of combined the two together into this, into this in really interesting sound, and I have to say that I love I love the, their first two singles, and I love their first album. Like to me, those are like some of the, the just great great music. And then after that, it kind of starts going downhill because they hooked up with Thomas Dolby, okay, the musician Thomas yep. Dolby, who produced their second album and their and some and their third album and stuff. And and to me, he just brought in too much synthesizers. Seems to be what he does. And then and then the guitars kind of went the way of the dodo bird. All right. And I I like guitar bands. I'm not into synth bands. So once okay. you start getting the, the okay. too much of the people making sounds with keyboards, I don't know. It just it doesn't. It's not a sound that I enjoy, and it doesn't like attract. It doesn't appeal to me. And so I'm done. I'm out. <clears throat> but I still like some of their later albums. Sure, I still sure. like them. And one of them has a great uh, has a great part in uh, in spaced. In the episode where uh, they have the party, mm-hmm. where the 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 woman character whose name is are you talking about uh, the Jessica Jessica Hines? Yeah, character? yeah. Uh, all right. What about what about her? What, okay, she, well, hot she, dog, jumping frog, Albuquerque. Right. Yeah, where she thinks it's have a cookie, but that's okay. a that's a prefab sprout song. Yes, the king of rock and roll. Uh, yeah, and so I remember seeing that in the film and or in the show, and it's going, oh, I love this song. That's great because <laughs> I have this. I, like I have that song CD. As well, yeah. Uh, is it? So I saw it from Langley Park to Memphis, which is a reference to um, Langley Park in Scotland to Memphis. In, the, but the album itself is like the least rock and roll album ever. But anyway, um, so this song is actually maybe their first single. I don't actually like know their complete history, but mm-hmm. it's very early on, and it's not available on CD as far as I've been able to find. I've never been able to find like on a greatest hits or anything that that collects like their first two singles mm-hmm. and then their album. If anyone knows of it, yeah, let, let me, us know. No, please let me know. Uh, and so um, I only have it on record. I have a, I own a picture sleeve forty five for the devil always has the best tunes, their second single. But for this song, I only have the A B A B song like the a and b sides and a b sides oh, okay, those first right. two like kind of on a, on a, a maxi ep yeah that has and has this first single and then the second single uh the devil has all the best tunes so i'm gonna play the song now all right and this is cat related and this is cat related and the song is called lions in my own lions in my own garden 
Okay. Bracket, exit someone, bracket. So this is lions in my own this garden. This is lions. Not this, lines. This is a me- member of the, a member of the, uh, thingamajigger. A member of the cat family. That's by, what you. By marriage. That's right. So now I'm going to play this, I'm going to play this song. Here, so we, here go. we go. So anyway, that's pretty good stuff, yeah. I think. And you can kind of see what I'm saying about, like, the lyrics are sort of more literate or more, you know, some more sophisticated, slightly more sophisticated than your normal pop song. He seemed to like wordplay and stuff like that. Um, Patty McAleen is the name of the, the singer uh, and songwriter for Prefab Sprout. Uh, and it's, he's a really interesting guy. I remember reading this um, NME interview with him. This is a small interview in this in the, in the NME, and, uh, but he's talking about how, like, on his first album... He had all these songs that were basically songwriting exercises, kind of right. like what we're doing here. But whereas this is like a song, a song compiling exercise. But what he would do would be like, I'm going to write songs all about sports or all about games, let's say. So he had like a song on there about Bobby Fischer. So it's like chess related song. Okay. But then he had another song called I Never Play Basketball Now. And so he would write these songs based on like, like, you know, I, I would be curious if I could do this with a song sure. or I could do that, you know, and so. And and it was really interesting. And then he's like kind of joking in the article and he's like, it's like, you know, it's not as if I one day I'm going to write a, a, a pop operetta called Zorro the Fox, you know, and, <laughs> and to this interviewer. And then like two years later, 
an album comes out, uh, Joshua, uh, Jordan, the comeback, and it's got Zero the Fox on it, this little <laughs> pop operetta. I'm like, oh, he was, wasn't joking. He was serious. It seemed like a joke, but he was serious. Yeah. But yeah, it was really kind of interesting. I, I just remember him, uh, the first album, Swoon, uh, was sort of being played on CITR. And it's what CITR would do was they would, they would play an album and like the whole album, like on a Monday night sure. at 11 o'clock, let's say. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I mean, I didn't have any cassettes available. I didn't have any money to buy them. But uh, former guest of the show, Rob Repsol, who was my friend, did. And so he volunteered to tape it for me so, so I could hear the whole album. So he taped it. And then uh, a couple of days later, I saw him and I said, hey, uh, do you have that tape for that Prefab Sprout album? So he goes, yeah, I didn't like it. I erased it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks. So I got, uh, but I, it, I was a real tyrant in our in the. But graph. anyway, here's the blank tape. Yeah, that's you could do it yourself, <laughs> Please, Dave. Yeah, uh, do an answering machine message on this if you want. He, uh, no, the I was a real tyrant in the graphics arts lab at, at school at high school, and so I pretty much like would insist that we listen to CITR, the local college radio station, mm-hmm. all the time, uh, in, during class, and they would often play prefab sprout songs. So I was. Really wanted to hear hear them, but you know it was only available on import, so it was basically a seventeen dollar record mm-hmm. in the nineteen eighties, seventeen dollars, which is about and 15, I could buy a car fifteen hundred dollars yeah. now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, luckily, my birthday came up, and my grandma gave me twenty bucks, so I took that money and I went down and bought the record, so I could have it for myself. The usual problem in t- when you pay that much money for something, it's hard to enjoy it right away. Is but, this what you talked about before, where you had the buyer's remorse immediately? No, afterwards? that was the Bonzo's, the Bonzo Dog Doodle Band record. So you were History the guy the who was constantly coming out of Odyssey Imports going, oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. Well, that was, that was oh, its, boy. Yeah. Oh, pulling out the old collar. <laughs> dab in the forehead. Yeah. Okay. I was mostly over by that time. But yeah, it seemed like a lot. Because you could buy two records, or you could buy a record for $7. So right. And Burger paid. King's just down the street. And you yeah. can get like 75 Whoppers for yeah, that amount of right. so, But the, the Bonzo's one I bought in Toronto from Sam's. That's what okay. made it even more crazy because I'd spent so much of my money <laughs> on that one record. Um, oh, jeez. So, but it was a it was a great album. And, and then one time when when Rob and I were being interviewed by a writer uh, John Mackey at the Vancouver Sun uh, when we were doing Generic Drivel, and he loved it, so he he got us to come in and do an interview for the paper. And he asked me, he goes, "Well, Dave, what kind of music are you into?" And I guess I don't really expect me to say like. Black Flag or Crass or something like mm-hmm. cool and noisy or whatever. And I'm like, I said, Oh, I'm really, I really like Prefab Sprout. I think they're really great. And he's like, Huh, anyway, <laughs> this is like, you know, ignore, ignore this strange person who likes pop, sophisticated pop yeah. music. What a, the chair what a just sissy. leaned backwards. You found yourself in a slide. It's <laughs> like ending in a dumpster. <laughs> and just landed in the arms of the statues out front of the Pacific yeah. Press building. Yeah. The ones we put the underwear on. Oh, did you? Were you? Rob and I, yeah, we put underwear on this. Because there was thing. naked statues out yeah. front, and yeah. uh, Dave uh, and Rob were notorious prudes. <laughs> so, it was just a little goofy prank. Was it fresh underwear, or was it your own old underwear? It was, I don't want to say. Anyway. Yeah, that's uh, the part that'll get you in trouble. <laughs> it's too late now. I think, I think, now that the statue's gone. That it's too late? It's too late to really make a fuss about it. But it's not too late to make a fuss about song number five. Song number All five. right, on the countdown. The countdown. Whoop, 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 whoop. But before we get started with that, yeah. it's guess what noise this is. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, sorry. If you said someone having sex with Curly from the Three Stooges corpse, you were right. <laughs> it's still making that noise. You thought it was a thought it was the sound he was making. No, just general leakage. Right. I guess we shouldn't have said that immediately. We should have had you phone in. But <laughs> well, we don't know how this all works. 
Number five. <laughs> Number five. Big finish. Here we big, go. I don't know if it's a big finish. And but Dave, would you mind uh, doing at least a little bit of this in a CITR voice? <laughs> CITR voice? Yeah. All right. Well, this song uh, it's called um, Kissed by a Band uh, from the <laughs> United States. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, these two are uh, a lot up and, uh, around, uh, up and down the West Coast. Um, and um, no, that's terrible. Okay, so they used to. That's basically what it was. I know, like, right? People just didn't know it. Uh, they didn't know because you don't know how boring you sound. <laughs> like no one knows that until they hear. Don't their they voice. know what every other person? I mean, I understand it yeah. was a thing. It but was you how you think, did it. You think you sound exciting? Oh, I just assumed. Yeah, yeah. that the cool thing to do no, was was act like you didn't care. It so was, it was like we're not going to do the DJ voice. So it was always well. There was a little bit of that. Um, but if you here listened, we go. and this is before vocal fry mm. was invented. Yeah, uh, but that was before uh, NPR invented vocal That's fry. Right. Yeah. And so everyone, it felt like did the same voice because it yeah. was like, well, I've I've met some of these. Uh, I don't want to say DJs, but like I these met radio some personalities, radio personalities in real life, and mm-hmm. I was like they don't sound like that. No. And the one guy who didn't sound like that was Nardwar, <laughs> and he's around to this day. You know, he's the guy that lasted. Uh, some of them have moved on to other things. But, Such as? Uh, Garnet Harry worked for CBC. Okay. That's some good vocal fry right Thank there. Thank you. You're listening to CITR. Don't listen to it while you drive. What we're going to talk about now is this song. Um, this song. So, okay, uh, we'll do this one straight. Here you, we go. You guys probably know that I, well, I love... I rock like, and roll. So I like rock and roll, but I also, I also, I met a, I met a fellow, I met a friend, he became a friend. Uh, he worked at a bookstore in Langley, went in there one time, big tall guy, six foot eight, long hair, goatee, and, uh, Name a Gandalf. Friendly, friendly, <laughs> but a friendly guy. Yeah. And we started talking about this and that, and, uh, and he didn't know about No Fun, so I introduced him, like, to No Fun. And, uh, and he really liked the name of No Fun's record company, which was Werewolf T-Shirts Records. Mm-hmm. And he said, do they know who Michael Hurley is? Because he has this famous song called The Werewolf. And it's like, I don't know. I don't even know who Michael Hurley is. So he like gave me oh, some tapes wow. okay. of Michael Hurley. And this is how I discovered like what I think of as like the, the, the rounders axis, like the three like kind of main bands of that, which were Michael Hurley, the f- uh, folk singer Michael Hurley. I guess you kind of put it into the freak folk category if you wanted to make such a thing exist. But he's basically a folk Do singer. Do it if you want. Uh, the Holy Motor Rounders. Okay. Who are like these sort of early folk crazy men. Uh, and then uh, a band called Jeffrey Frederick and the Clam Tones. A clam being a missed note when you're playing. Oh, very good. That's where the joke comes from. Clam Tones. And the joke being, of course, that they're actually really accomplished musicians playing. And so um, they all were kind of East Coast guys for a long time. And then the, uh, there was a lot of drug abuse. Mm. And it was felt better that if they left New York City and got away from heroin and went out to the West Coast, that they would get healthier. Okay. So that's what they did. The band packed it up. But one member of the band did not go with them. Peter Stamfel wanted to stay in New York. So he stayed in New York. And the rest of the band decamped to the west coast and started and they kind of made portland oregon their their center of operations and there was another guy who played with michael hurley whose name was jeffrey frederick and so he kind of went out there to join them as well because he was probably fine and there wasn't that much to do and so basically what they did was when they played they went up and down the west coast they were quite famous they came to vancouver a lot played here a lot played all over the place and uh and wherever they went caused mayhem and there if you look online there's a, a series of tour diaries 
by the bass player whose name was Dave Reich, R-E-I-S-C-H. And if you read them, you will be disgusted and feel very sad for human okay. life. But you also understand where the songs and stuff came from that right. they, they wrote. Uh, listeners who got uh, mixtapes from me will know some of their songs because I love them so much they had to be in my mixtapes. Um, and their songs are almost always seem to come out of real life. And I, at first I thought, oh, they don't. There's a song by them that I love called um, Stolen Guitar. And it starts off with this dramatic music playing. And then it says, uh, oh, I feel lonesome now. Some motherfucker stole my guitar. And you're like, oh, I guess that's a song. But no, it's a real thing that happened to him. He parked at someone's house one time. And someone stole his guitar out of the back of the car. Motherfucker. And they live next door. Oh, no. To this person. <laughs> so, yeah. But the song details that for you. If you want to hear all the details, one day, I'll, uh, one day you maybe hear it from me. But so uh, they toured, and they would, and so they came, like he came here to Vancouver, and what they played at a place here in Vancouver called Rohan's, and Rohan's uh, had an arrangement with another a local kind of independent radio station called Co-op Radio, mm-hmm. and Co-op would record and play lo- the live shows that were done at Rohan's, and so uh, the clam- the rounders and the and the clamtones quite often came to Rohan's and would play like a, a series of like maybe five shows. Okay. And then they would move on to another place and play more shows. And so uh, my, fr- uh, my friend who, I, who introduced me, Michael Hurley and the rest of these guys, when he was, they went and saw them play. But when they didn't, they would record the shows off of co-op. And so these tapes were, I guess, kind of traveled around and stuff like that and got back to Jeffrey Frederick's widow. And she put out a CD of, of oh, them wow. playing live oh, at Rohan's okay. here in wow, BC. Wow, yeah. okay. And so, um, where was Rohan's located? I don't know. It was gone by the time I was I was a a, a kid. How do you how do you spell that? R O H A N. All right. Apostrophe S, I assume, or maybe just S. Uh, no fun play there. And they also their show was uh, recorded and played on on CITR or on Co-op, sorry. And um, so anyway, so there are songs in there that I know. There's songs in there that they played on a cla- kind of a kind of folk freak folk classic, Half Moisey. That they did this album with Michael Hurley and the Unholy Motor Rounders and the Clamtones together, and but there's songs that 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 he played in these shows that I've they were never recorded that just exist only as live artifacts of, of this time. It was on West Fourth Avenue. West Fourth. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that, but I wasn't sure where. Yeah, exactly. Rohan's. There we go. Because the uh, soft rock they, cafe they say was, it was also... uh, Rohan's Rock Pile. Yeah. Name, but yeah, it's not a million miles away from where the uh, the comic shop was. Okay. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Because the Soft Rock Cafe was along there too, if you remember that place. Ah. Which was okay. just up the street from Zulu Records, kind of between Zulu and the comic shop. Was the Soft Rock Cafe. Uh, oh, well, you know, you're absolutely correct. Okay. C- continue with what you're going to say. Okay. And so <clears throat> the way the shows worked was there was the same band, but when Steve Weber was singing with and playing guitar, they were the Holy Motor Rounders. And when Jeffrey Frederick was playing, they were the Jeffrey Frederick and the Clam <laughs> Okay. But it was the same. Would guys. they do the same songs? At all? No. Well, oh. they would. You mean together or? Oh, would they ever like have any crossover songs that they would no, both no. do? Like no, no, no. Okay. Oh, oh, together. I, maybe I don't know. But Steve Weber was notoriously sure. unreliable, and so was Jeffrey Frederick. To be fair, okay. so. <laughs> Excuse me for a second. <coughs> so, so um, yeah, like I say, there are songs in there, and so I have no idea what the name of the song is. Okay. But I love these songs. This is a, a song I call "Frying Pan," and mm-hmm. I love that song. I call it "Frying Pan" because that's what the song is, or um. There's a, a song, and this is one song called, and I call it Meow Meow. It might be called Alley Cat. I don't know. And is this the song we're going to be hearing? This is the song we're going to hear. So this is a live version of the song. All right. Oh, and it's a little, little quote before we go, or a little thing before we go. I just found uh, online, someone posted, our, so you could download it, 
uh, four nights of them playing, of the Rounders and the Clamptones playing live in 1977 in San Francisco. I haven't had time to listen to it all yet. I've just listened to a bit of it, but it sounds phenomenal. Like this guy got, he got a, a tape, he was taped off the board and then he had a tape in the, in the room. Oh, Because the problem okay. when, the problem with the, the co-op ones was they just taped off the board. So a lot, the piano and stuff like that kind of disappears because it's quieter yeah. than, it's quieter than the drums and things. So, but this, uh, this, um, this is fantastic because he recorded the room, room sound and also off the board. So, uh, with the permission of the band. And yeah, it just sounds fantastic. There's uh, four nights of them playing together. Four nights, yeah. All this right. is fantastic. Anyway, anyway. So uh, this is Meow Meow, uh, a song about a dirty old alley cat. Sounds good. Here we go. Lay clam tones. I'll, I'll condemn.
probably that's... probably everyone who heard that song went, was that a guy singing in the beginning? No, that was actually Jill Gross, uh, his then girl, Jeffrey Frederick's then girlfriend, who sang a uh, uh, couple would sing background and then get a couple solo songs during the, during their. And shows. that was recorded in Vancouver. Live. That was recorded here in Vancouver, and could you tell the <clears throat> Canadianness of it? Yeah, folks. A? Well, they're Americans, but yeah, I know. Yeah. But they were drinking our water, they're which was nice, water. crisp, clean probably, water. Probably drinking our beer and copious amounts of it too. No, oh, and uh, it's a little more beery than uh, than American beer. Mm-hmm. They were not used to that. I think they did all right. Um, yeah, I think like I, maybe you, listener, you heard that and you just went terrible. I don't know. I don't know. What wow! It, but what an odd thing for them to have said. Yeah, out or, loud. Or you went, well, that's fantastic. And, but I, I really, I think that they're just fantastic musicians. All those guys. Um, the, the drummer, uh, Roger North, or as he was known at the time, R. Willie North. He, um, he, you, uh, he's such a great propulsive drummer. Like he just drives a song forward like it's just amazing how i just really like his style and he actually designed these drums which were called north drums and they had like these fiberglass horns on the front of them to make them so they're louder so they could be played in in clubs and stuff like that with with, without having to worry about miking as much uh and there he he designed them and marketed them and sold them i remember seeing them before i ever knew with a band um i remember seeing those in music magazines and stuff and then when I found out that was the same person, I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I was that close to discovering them much younger, but I didn't. And then... Uh, Do you think you would have liked them as much if you discovered them younger? Probably. Okay. I don't see why not. Maybe Sometimes not. when you're the right age to hear yeah, a certain you're, band. Yeah, no, you're, you're kind of right. I mean, probably not. Because when I was... Well, that's six, the best I can get on this show is kind of right. When I was 16, <laughs> I, I, was a, I was a real uh, snob. It was basically like, if it didn't happen within my, my teenage lifetime, it, didn't ex- it wasn't worth existing. Sure. So that sounds like a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, of yeah, exactly. So it took a little while to get out of that. So probably if I was younger, I probably heard at the right time when I was just uh, just ready to hear that kind of crazy music and go, ah, I love that. Um, yeah, it's just, and then of course, um, um, Roger, uh, sorry, not Roger, um, Robin, sorry, Robin Romaley, his name popped in my head. Robin Romaley, who uh, was playing the electric mandolin with a wah-wah pedal. <laughs> to get that fantastic cat-like sound in in the song, this is really—he's a really good musician. He played fiddle, uh, guitar, and then mandolin and, and piano. And well, I like the idea of mandolin with a wah-wah pedal. And he, he, Michael Hurley, and Steve Weber of the Holy Motor Rounders all grew up together in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. They famously buttered the tr- railroad tracks so the train didn't stop at the station but slid past, <laughs> and they all got in a lot of trouble. And then he gra- <laughs> he graduated from high school in an insane asylum. Because he got caught with drugs, and he could either go to jail or go into the loony bin, and so he chose to go into the loony bin. Okay. And that's where he graduated from, Robin Romaley. Wow. So anyway. You don't have to be crazy to graduate from here, but it helps. Yeah. And then he later adopted a, a like extreme like macrobiotic diet, which I don't really understand what a macrobiotic diet is. Well, I know he's using up all his butter. He used to call this butter. No more butter. I don't think you can have butter with a macrobiotic diet. No, I think it's basically it. like early kind of yeah, yeah. veganism. Like veganism. That's what I'm saying. You've used it all up, yeah. so you got to really yeah. work on the other foods. And that was this way for him to like kick the junk and stuff like sure. that, you know, like to kind of clean up. But um, but yeah, he was a fantastic musician. Uh, Ted Dean on on horns, who still plays around Portland as a child, like doing children like children's entertainer and stuff like that, playing, uh, doing plays and things like that, doing musical theater. And uh, yeah, just fantastic band. Jill, Jill Gross and Jeffrey Fredericks eventually reach that point that you do with someone who just will never shape, never sh- shape up and ship out. She left and went back back east to the east coast, and I don't know what happened to her. I heard from someone that she was at, worked as a nurse. Okay, but I don't, don't know for well, sure. Once that again, if anyone out there knows, let us. Yeah, know. if you know some stories about these, fill, these us, people, fill in the gaps that we're leaving uh, open here. I would love to know because uh, 
the Rounders are a special band, and and you know Portland is changing now. Uh, it's no longer the kind of uh, hippie hipster beatnik enclave it once was. Like when my parents lived there, it was a very it was a beatnik town, and then it became a hippie town yeah. for a long time, and then it became uh, now it's becoming a, a real estate town or developer town. Well, you've seen the uh, the new ad for uh, Oregon, right? Did you see that on our uh, Facebook Fuck page? Fuck that shit. Have you seen it? I saw I saw the. I thought it worked, so I didn't want to watch it. And okay. Well, about. now it's uh, now apparently we're Japan because uh, or they're Japan because it's uh, Studio Ghibli. Oh, okay. Uh, type style. Uh, oh. ad. It was, it was well, pretty, it's probably pretty accurate for. Could be, yeah. Um, apparently, it's whales in the sky now. Wow, nice. And I haven't seen that there, but keep Portland weird, everyone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how it used to be kept weird. Was all these hippies and stuff that came there because it was cheap, cheaper to live there than San Francisco, etc. They would come to Portland, but Portland is kind of becoming not so cheap anymore and it's driving out all the weirdness of course well we don't know what that's like in vancouver <laughs> we don't know what that's like at all so you know let us know portland what's that like what's that like give we... us a give us the lowdown on how that uh, feels yeah what is it like to be a resort what is it like to be a resort town that no one lives in hmm let's let's hear that um this episode ended dark <laughs> darker than we expected but yeah like i've watched there's video a uh, youtube video of jeffrey frederick playing live in places in the early 80s in in Portland, and what blows your mind, what blows my mind, is that he's playing these crazy songs, and people are dancing. <laughs> like everyone's dancing there. It's like that's what people did. They went out and danced. And I've said that to, to 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 my friend, my other my my other Ian friend. Yeah. And he said, "Oh yeah, everyone danced at Rohan's when people were playing." And I just went, "Huh? Really? Danced? Yeah. Huh? It's interesting. Yeah, because he was saying that one of the shows there was a guy in a wheelchair." And Jeffrey Frederick played a song for him that called the Paraplegic Waltz, and the guy danced in his wheelchair. Oh, that's to very that sweet. song. Yeah, yeah. No, it was interesting. <clears throat> so anyway, and then we're gonna play one. This is a bonus song for for Louise, just for Louise, because I like Louise so much. Because she mentioned the Lion Sleeps Tonight, mm-hmm. and and how much she liked that song, and the the tokens, of course, that did did a the kind of the big the biggest the big version of that song. But what she probably didn't know is that they recorded in 1967. They recorded an an album called It's a Happening World. I don't know if you knew that, but it has a song in there called Wim Away Five and a Half Years Later. Oh. So we're going to play that now. Oh, okay. Here we go then. Oh, 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 
Very nice. Well done. <laughs> That's a good song. Agreed. The the one song I uh, those guys are interesting. The uh, tokens because they uh, well obviously they started off with a big smash hit. Mm-hmm. The Lion Sleeps Tonight. I think that's pretty early on in their career. And then they, and then they, um, they, they, they just kept kind of reinventing themselves as the 60s wore on. So they became like, um, you know, they, a little more psychedelic as the, as time went on. And then, and they actually recorded The Lion Sleeps Tonight again in like 1972. Oh, wow. Okay. On this album, I think the album's called Both Sides Now. And it's a collection, one side is a, cl- a collection of like cover versions. So it has Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Don't Worry Baby by the Beach Boys and some other things that I don't, can't remember. And then, and then the second side is original songs by them, including one of my all time favorite songs, uh, by, I think my favorite song by them, which is, uh, She Lets Her Hair Down. It's called, it's just a fantastic song. Someone, once again, someone has it on a mix, mix CD. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> because the songs that I like ended up on mix CD somehow. I don't know how that happened. And, it's so weird. And that is our five plus a little bit extra. Uh, cat songs. I just wanted to talk a little. I mean, we didn't really talk very much about No Fun's song. I just wanted to say okay, one sure. thing about No Fun, which is that No Fun, uh, they record like their song. Like it to me, it sounds really great. That maybe the drums are a little high in the mix. Uh, it was mixed by a drummer, so. <laughs> but um, it's they recorded uh, in a in their in uh, David M's basement, his parents' basement, mm-hmm. when he was um, a kid. When they first started, like they started, um, he started No Fun. With a friend when they were in junior high school together. Uh, originally, the band was called the Turkeys, and that's where the the Turkey song originated that he often sings at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that song where he's talking nope. about uh, um, Christmas ain't no fun if you and yours are on the run. Hey, give the turkeys a break. This Christmas eat steak and you know, whatever. Sorry, that sure. So they wrote that song in junior high school and they recorded it as the Turkeys with two E's, like the monkeys. And then uh, then they decided they would become no fun based on. I think on the band, uh, the Stooges song, No Fun, from their first album. But it could be they just decided that would be a funny name. Well, let's find out. Uh, David, if you're listening, <laughs> what us, up? Let us know. Let, let us me know. know the details right. on that. And Why so, are you keeping that information from Dave all this time? So, so they recorded uh, into a tape recorder. Yep. They would just play together into a tape recorder. But eventually, they saved up money and they bought a four-track uh, deck that they could record four tracks, just like the Beatles. So mm-hmm. they had, just like the Beatles had in their studio at Abbey Road. They had a uh, an Ampex, I think it was. Um, David still has it, a four track deck, and they were able to record like four tracks. And that became their recording studio. That became oh, what uh, uh, Werewolf? No, nope, Werewolf T-shirt Records is oh. the. Uh, I think it's called Some Big Deal Studio. Oh, all right, very good. And yeah, and David's songwriting company is Oinks to Doinks Doinks Music. Well, this just sounds like a bunch of nonsense. Right now. <laughs> it sure is. So, what, uh, well, what's all this? You're just all doing make 'em up things now. So, at Ugh. some point, uh, originally there was uh, the original band was made up of David, his friend, um, whose name uh, Jim Hamlin, okay, and then uh, kind of a rot- he would not allow his friend to ever be named rotating, uh, and then a rotating uh, kind of a group of guitarists until they finally settled on this guy named Dan Veer, who played with him for for a few years. And then uh, Dan left the band, and then so David, and then Jim Hammond left the band, and so it was just David, and he brought in some other people, and they played together for a few years, and then he finally hooked up with Paul Leahy, and that kind of became like no fun for the next twenty years. How or most people think of no mm-hmm. fun, yeah. And so he and Paul uh, basically by themselves, with little help from friends on bass, recorded Snivel, and it was a two. Basically, it was if it was a record, it would be two a two album record, and it has thirty three and one third songs on it. 
the one third song being a sketch uh, based on the character of the Kang, who is a Elvis impersonator. Okay. So on the end of side two, you get like this little sketch about the Kang and, and, and based on a actual person that he and uh, Jim Hamlin did backing, backing, uh, instrument, like played behind, who was a guy who was an Elvis impersonator and he oh, just got okay. heart and he, they would play behind him. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so they did this, what I think is a fantastic album, Snivel. It was recorded in a basement. It was recorded by two people. They rented synthesizers and other things so they could have like keyboards and stuff on, on, oh, the, great. on the records. Now, is this uh, a downloadable from someplace or something? It is not. It is not downloadable from someplace. Okay, but Dave, Dave but is it? No. No, I understand that it's not. Yeah. And I get, yeah, of course it's not. There's no way you could download it. Yeah. But Dave. I don't think anyone has is, it available. Is it? I don't think anyone has. Okay, it all right, Dave. Like I get you. I get what you're saying, Dave. You're we're cool. I I'm sorry I even brought it up, but yeah, uh, yeah. But is it is it available? Mm, no. Okay, listen. I'm just gonna say something okay. out loud to sure. just nobody. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's listening. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. No, I'm not talking to you. Oh, okay. I'm talking to uh, I'm talking looked. to uh, people who are just listening mm, okay. on this. Okay, because you're saying it's not available. Yeah. And we know it's not available. Okay. I know it's not available. Okay. You know it's not available. Uh, it's not available. Uh, I, we're beating a dead horse here. Mm-hmm. All I gotta say is, is it? Is it? Okay, there we go. All right, so I think. know I know that the the no fun EPs that were done with Jim Hamlin and Dan Veer uh, are I I downloaded those from some site. Sure, you did. Um, I have the records, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's easier if you just use someone else's. Someone else is gonna you know whatever you do trans and burn or transform transport transformers transformers the movie the transformers if they're going to tape if they're going to tape if they're going to record their records onto the computer yes to use to use really hip and happen in phrases sure sure uh, if you're going to napster it if you're going to napster stuff if you're going to do that I'll, i will gladly borrow your copy even though his copy is more scratched than mine okay i will gladly list, listen to that because then it, I, you know i can save the records from being scratched more by me playing them and i can they're more convenient to listen to and we're also, what we're saying is, get Dave to DJ your events, because he's got some good albums as well. <laughs> all back, all back. Oh, actually, they never left my Google Play. That was a very the nice thing. Oh, okay. Because Google Play, you can upload up to 50,000 songs onto Google Play into the cloud and just keep them there for yourself. And making the cloud a better place. And so uh, those songs, even though I erased them all on my computer, they were yep. still available for me in, on my Google Play. Nice one. Thank goodness. All right. So we're going we're gonna to wrap it up just because we've been going for a while and I really need to pee. Um, I think that's the reason most podcasts wrap up is just because people oh, eventually we, need. We have been going for a while. We have, sir. All right. Well, I you... just, by the way, I just got a message from my wife. Yeah. And she was saying she found a huge thing of mold underneath the cutting board and so has had to flee the kitchen. Uh, but she's okay. We have a basement. Okay. She's going to be in the basement. Okay. We're going to be fine. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I'm now starting to feel a little itchy. Just, uh. just from this mold that I know is like at my house yeah. right now. So anyway, gonna we're going to go get some bleach going. We're going to go get something to eat. Then uh, I'm going to go and bleach a house afterwards. So nice. that's, uh, that's where things are nice. going for me. Is it weird though that like just hearing that this was at the house? Yeah. I'm now getting yeah. a little bit of like, ah, mm, yeah. ah, feel a little, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was underneath the cutting board, uh, where I guess like some moisture got, uh, doing some stuff and, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. and there we are. Ugh. Sorry. Is, don't, exactly. please don't associate the band No Fun with, uh, here, mold. Here's one thing I know for sure. Yeah. You can break the mold. Woo! Let's end the show. Yeah. What would you think, by the way, Louise? That was for you. Going out to you. Who's Who are we going to do next week? We don't know. Do you want more of these, or are we uh, wrapping up with what we've got so far? No, I can. we can do more. All right. So if you want Dave to do this kind of uh, business with you, uh, then give us a theme, uh, like a, an, a, a theme for songs. Give us one an example of that. So like, you know, uh, let's say songs about cats. No one's ever done that. So songs about... <laughs> 
that'd be an example. Uh, and uh, and there you go. Maybe Dave will do one of these uh, for you at the end of uh, one of our future episodes. If you want to reach us, we're at SneakyDragon.com. That's where our message boards are. We are at email. Oh, we do the email. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. We are on Twitter. Sneaky underscore dragon. That's our Twitter. Yay. Oh, it's good. Thanks. Um, we're on Tumblr, sneakydragon.tumblr.com, as you do. Can I just say something? Sorry. Oh, please. I was, I totally zoned out. I was thinking about something totally different. And then yeah. you sang that little song and that, that, see, it's this song sounds. It's what yeah. gets my attention. Yeah. The blue beam right into Dave's head. <laughs> Eventually, Dave will do a podcast called Blue Beam, which will just be his favorite song. That'd be nice. Um, nice so yeah, please contact us. And hey, if you're looking for a book to uh, read for a nice laugh, why not read Sparks? The uh, book that we uh, put together. I wrote it. Nina Matsumoto drew it. Dave colored it. What do you think? You're too what, big for what, it? What did I color? What's that? Did I? I don't know. Yeah. You were uh, you were briefly uh, unconscious uh, and lost a lot of uh, your memories. But then <laughs> we went to Google uh, Play and a lot of the base memories were there. So it, was, the it was all right. Thanks so much for listening. I've been Ian. I've been Cloud. And this has been episode 765, as far as I know. Bye. Google. Thank you.